Michael. Michael, are you <gasps> awake? Oh, 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 oh my God. Where, where am I? Where is this place? It's, it's, it's okay, Michael. You're safe. You're safe. Who, who are you? Nobody that you need to be concerned with at the moment. I want to see how you're feeling today. I feel a little weird. Let's try a test real quick. Here, hold this teddy bear for me, will you? Oh, okay. Now, pretend this teddy bear is a, let's say, a 40-something-year-old white woman. Oh, wow. I've never seen a white woman in my life. This is crazy. Now, Michael, I'm a scary black man, and I'm going to try to take this white woman for you. Okay. One, two, three. Very good. What? It seems like what? we've unlocked your protective instinct. I know Kung Fu. Oh, yes. And that's not all you know, Michael. You see, we have plans for you. Protective instincts? Plans? What are you talking about? Michael, eight years from now, you're going to go to the Super Bowl. What? Yes. And when you do, we only ask one thing from you. What's that? We want you to sell us the rights to your name and likeness so we can create NFTs. NFTs? What are you talking about? It, it's an NFT. It's like a non-fungible token, right? So, like, basically, we're just going to take, like, pictures and, like, images of you and then digitize those down into blockchain. And then we're going to sell that to people for millions of dollars. Well, like, a, like a digital picture? It's not really like a picture, though, because like there's only one. So like nobody else can own it. And that's why it's so valuable. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about computers, but I mean, I'm pretty sure you could just copy and paste it, right? Michael, just go back to sleep. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of White People Won't Save You. This is the podcast where we deconstruct these white savior films and then we recontextualize them through a black and POC lens. I am one of your hosts, Jordan Clark. And I'm the other one, Cameron Mason. And we've we've got a good one today because this <laughs> this is, a, I mean, we've got, there's like, I don't even know how to categorize them because there's certain films that are like, this is this is what the show is about. You know, like these are certain films that people are like immediately when they hear the concept, they're like, that one. So we've done The Help. <laughs> that one. We've done Green Book. We haven't done Driving Miss Daisy yet. We'll get to Somehow. that. Somehow. I know. <laughs> and there's there's a few others, but we definitely have one today that is like when people think about it, it's top it's a top five white savior film. Uh top specifically five, because like <laughs> specifically of the last couple of years. Um <laughs> but we've got a great guest for you today. This man has done a lot of a lot of great writing, just if you look throughout the internet, specifically for, for Pitchfork and then you know his substack. He's Got a really great show if you haven't checked it out yet. It's the Real Notes show, which is kind of a it's a cross section between film and hip hop. So he's got a lot of guests who are either, you know, into hip hop or are filmmakers. And they kind of talk about how film has affected them in their art and then vice versa. Uh, But this is this is Dylan Green. 
Peace, y'all. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry I came so late. <laughs> nah, for real. it's good. Like... The reason was chicken. It's okay. Hey, man. <laughs> I... <laughs> this is this is this is white people won't save you. I had to be on brand tonight, no. bro. We had to make <laughs> this, is a, this is a this is a black safe space. You know what I mean? Like we in, we indulge in all the nigga shit. We do it. We do it up. It's not uh, <laughs> it's not frowned on at all. So hell yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, you were telling us about what you were were working on earlier today, which you know might should be out by the time this drops. But we'll keep that low key for now. But like, <laughs> definitely working on some big stuff. That's like, take your time. Um, work that out. Um, no, oh man, and I and, and you're like, I appreciate I appreciate y'all inviting me. Like, I'm not, I'm still not used to like guesting on other people's shit so like mm. anybody who cares i appreciate you for caring and i just like like i told you off camera i love the concept of this podcast like y'all like y'all really y'all really got onto something special here and like it's just i'm just i'm just ready to cut loose and have some fun i have a crazy story to start this off but like oh we go my for god it, go for it. but like yeah whenever y'all are ready <laughs> yeah before we start i had a I had a quick game for us to play let's go uh, because of the the nature of your podcast I thought it would be interesting to get your opinion on who is the best actor slash rapper. Oh, uh, because ooh. there's there's a number of them. I mean, obviously, you know, if you want to go down the line of, you know, the ice cubes, the ice teas, <laughs> the ices, um, oh, shit. the ices. Uh, but even, you know, specifically today, you've got. Donald Why? When, when you said ice tea, <laughs> the first scene that came to my head and I know you know it. I know you're ready. Is uh, fucking New Jack City mm. with the gun in his face, like yeah. What is that? An ad lib, nigga? What are you Sorry. talking about? That's that, that, that's on some like like I remember what Biggie said. I Biggie said you were so fine, I would have sucked your daddy's dick. Like that's that that's right, right. <laughs> that's like every no. everyone in the theater did a full double take. Like Ugh, what? <laughs> but he said it with conviction, though. Right. You know what no, I mean? he like sold, he meant that shit. He meant that shit. <laughs> right. oh, good. I, don't, I, don't, I don't give a shit. I never didn't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, shit. But even now, I mean, you yeah, you've got like you know, you got David Diggs, you've got Rizamed, you've got Donna oh. Glover now, and then you've got you know, you got some other people out here, you know, trying their best and maybe not <laughs> doing so well. <laughs> uh, Zach Fox was on uh, Abbott Elementary like two weeks ago. Oh, like, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, it runs the gamut, but is there anybody, you don't have to pick necessarily one, but is there anybody who's like, yeah, that, that guy is uh, great at, you know, rapping, but also as an actor, like, has a great, great resume as well? Um, Damn, that's such a tough question. Um, Damn, I'm trying to think of, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like rolling through my Rolodex of like older, <laughs> older and newer shit. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like, let's just start with Will Smith, I guess, because like, yeah. Like, yeah, he the OG. Like, yeah, like I grew up, I grew up on Willennium. Like, I remember when the album came out. <laughs> I was I was big on that shit. I love like like I feel I feel like it's kind of I feel like I'm kind of putting this on myself a lot everywhere, but like I love yeah. Wild Wild West. It's one of my favorite movies. I don't give a fuck. We it's a staple on the show. <laughs> Is it? Okay, no, nah, I'm in the I'm in the right. I think place. at least three times we brought it up. Oh my god, son. <laughs> Minimum three episodes or Oh my god, son. <laughs> um, so let me see. So I'm gonna say Will Smith. I'm going to say, uh, I guess I could say Donald Glover because I love Atlanta. Uh, I think Atlanta's mm -hmm. great, yeah. even though um, uh, we're, we're all big fans here, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I, like like March can't come soon enough, bro. And um, yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. 
I wanted to think of like a I wanted to think of like a funny answer, and I can't think of one. I'm gonna say Jamie Kennedy because fuck it, who knows? Like, like... <laughs> nah, no, 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 I was gonna be like, yo, if you say Lin Manuel Miranda, I'm gonna slap the shit out of you. Yeah. Hell no, bro. I don't know. I don't know that I've seen him in anything that isn't ha- like I know he's done stuff. Like he was in um, that yeah. Mary Poppins movie and um. Um, yeah. I saw, <laughs> I saw him, I saw him take a picture at an Aesop rock concert once and he was like chilling with the homies. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I might've also been at that show. I can't remember, but like, <laughs> but, you know, like just like, that's just so, I, I don't know. That's funny to me. He's, he's, no, I, yeah. I, I, I love his work. It's just like, nah, come on, nah, nah. yeah, I mean, I'll give a legit, like when I first saw that David Diggs was like actually like rapping with like clipping. I was like, all right, whatever. But then I checked it out. I was like, you know, he's not, he's not bad. Like he's actually a lot better not, than you yeah. would think. Cause it's not, cause I think just because he's associated so much with Hamilton that you're just like, Oh, that's what he raps. Like, like he raps like, Oh shit. Lin-Manuel Moran. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. He wrote the whole, uh, but then you hear him like rap on his own and you're like, Oh, like that's why that character was so good. Cause like he can do that. Right. Like, you know what I mean? His ability to like rap. Sidebar. Uh, oh my God. This actually happened to me. Uh, <laughs> I went to a wedding in Lake George last year and I got in the car. I was on a trip with two white people and mm-hmm. they uh, were like, Oh, you want to put on some music? And I was like, no, no, no. That's all you. They put on Clipping's last album and played it yeah. like nothing was back. a problematic yeah. about yeah. it at all. <laughs> like nothing was weird about this. No. I'm like literally talking about devil worship and children and stuff. And I was like, I, I, you don't have to play this. You don't have to. <laughs> no, There's nothing we, you have to do is, for me. This is for you. We, we love you. We this love- is how we show it. See, you know what I mean? You know what's crazy? I actually heard. I I knew about clipping before I saw David Diggs on Hamilton because I um mm. I really liked their self titled album. I thought the shit was really really crazy. Oh and, yeah, that's mm. a good record. That's a good record. Oh, yeah. Man, like 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 that intro song where he's just like rapping over like the dial up sound. Like, yep, yep, that, yep. That shit goes crazy. Um, but yeah. I saw that he was gonna do a Broadway musical, and I was like, the nigga from Clipping is gonna be in a musical. <laughs> like that was, that was my thought. Like what? Well, this guy. But then I saw that he was doing Hamilton. I was like, okay, like I haven't seen it. Mm. I don't care. Um, my mom wants me yeah. to watch it. I'm not trying to do that shit. But um, <laughs> you know, like it, it's it's uh, <laughs> like I'm gonna watch oh, it at man. some point. But like I knew about like I like I knew about clipping before I knew about Hamilton. So that's just like yeah, it was a head bust. That's a that's a fuck real yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw out I'll throw out two for us to consider because I think. It's it's interesting to think about them as actors just because they're so synonymous with rap that like their acting roles I don't think have gone like underserved, but more just like when you see them in the movie, you can't not see them as who they are. And that's Andre Two Thousand and Black Thought. Come on. Because uh, Black Thought's on Broadway now and Black like, Thought's on know, Broadway. <laughs> and you know, that show is getting a lot of buzz and like a I lot of acclaim. Um, what show is it? I don't that, I don't think I know about it. It's called Black No More, and it's oh right, wild concept, wild concept. It's about mm. a guy who creates a machine that turns black people white, correct? Yeah, and it's if based on mistaken. a short story, and it's based oh. on a short story. And he wrote the lyrics. Wow, he wrote the lyrics, and then he was like, "Nobody can rap this like me, so I'm just gonna be in it." Right. As <laughs> which is which is fair. As crazy as that sounds to me, that sounds better than slave play. So I'll go see that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah that sounds better than slave play. <laughs> mm, yeah, 
But I, I mean, Andre, I'd say Andre is interesting just because like the stuff that he's been in. I mean, obviously, like Idlewild is a whole conversation in and of itself. Yeah. But like Claire, Den- Claire Denis fucks with Claire know, Denis fucks with Andre 3000. Like, like, <laughs> but he is like, I think he's got the potential and like Black Thought has been like in a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Like you just don't. Yeah see him that often but like he was on what was that show on was it hbo um oh on the deuce yeah right, he was yeah, on he oh that's right he was on the deuce he was a pimp and and, and, uh, and so it was met the man <laughs> met the man was also on the yeah, deuce yeah. and met the man yo yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go with me too damn that's tough met the man might be like the perfect uh collision of like charisma yeah also that nigga can rap rap right. still too met the man's still like he's still got bars yeah, no, his when he showed up in Belly, like oh, the movie on. changed. You know what I mean? yeah, like, yeah. Yes. Uh you know, so he's yeah, and then you know, the wire. He's got it, he's got a he's yeah. probably got the best oh he's like yeah, resume of anybody. And how high? Like, you know, like yeah. who else who else can go from making how high to making something like the wire? Like not, like yeah. duality, nigga. Duality. That? Like, you know, like that, that shit is important to me. It's important to me. Yeah. Well, this has been a fun conversation, but let's get into something that might <laughs> we'll see what we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Billy, you picked a movie for us when I when I sent you the list. You came back immediately with uh what what film? The Blind Side. Yeesh. Which Why? is what it's that's like all you said, I got. It's one of those that's like yeah you hear you hear it and you're like for sure that's that's a top top five white savior movie. Um, we always like to do this. Like, had you seen this movie before? And what was your thoughts if, you, if you'd if you already seen this movie before the show? So I have a crazy fucking story because I've seen the movie before. I've seen it twice. But the, fir- mm. but the first time I saw the movie, I went to... Um... Oh, I'm trying to think of how to tell the story. So I went... <laughs> so me and a bunch of friends, we went to it. Um, uh, we went to the movies to go... We were going to go see Legion. This like really, I'm not okay. sure if y'all have seen Legion before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um. So like we were gonna go see that. Um. My homie and I. Um. My guy Kyle. Shout out to Kyle if he's listening to this. Neither of us had our driver's licenses at that point, so we had no ID to show people to get into the rated R movie. And um, we were like, all right, like everybody else had their IDs, they all get in, and we're like, okay, so what are we gonna see? And the Lovely Bones was playing at the theater. So we decide, like, fuck it. We're just going to buy tickets to go see The Lovely Bones. Um, and we go we go over to the theater that they're playing The Lovely Bones at early. And, and, I, and like, I, I swear this really, really happened. We walked into the theater. It was completely empty. And they were playing The Blind Side upside down and in reverse. So I'm just like... <laughs> what like so, no. like it's a scene where sandra bullock and homie who played the football dude i don't remember his name and i feel terrible about it like they're like in they're like in the football field and it's just them upside down but in reverse and we just stood there like in the mouth of the theater <laughs> watching the shit for like 45 seconds like uh <laughs> so, like that was the first impression of that movie that i had right and then i saw it after and I was like, damn, I preferred the first one. Like, why did I why did I even like why did I even bother with this shit? Like, I was literally about to say, I think you watched the better movie first. Right. Like yeah. it, it was it was like I've never I haven't I hadn't seen anything like that in the theater before or since. It was the most bizarre thing wow. that's ever happened to me in a movie theater in my life. Wow. Like But we're like people like 
like watching the movie, like sitting there expecting something different to happen? It was or just they... us. I swear. Just <laughs> us. It, it, it was it was it was almost like it was almost like they were like rewinding the like like the film footage or something like like they had to do with the uh with the film reels back in the day like everybody shoots on digital now what the fuck are you doing like right. why is this going i don't know why like i wanted to go ask somebody but i wanted to just kind of revel in the mystery and it's been like a decade plus and i'm just like yeah like that's that's the blind side to me <laughs> Mm, boy. Might as well be because it is upside down and fucking backwards. For real. <laughs> well, Cam, this is the this is you told me this was the first time you'd seen this movie, which yeah. I was surprised is because usually you've seen any like big Oscar nominated or winning film. So yeah, and uh, I can't believe this was fucking nominated for best Yeesh. picture, best and, picture of the year. And Sandra nominated for best actress. Did she win? Or no, one. Yeah, she yes, won. Actress. Oh man. She won for this. We were struggling back Which, in whatever year this was. I, it was like yeah. niggas had never seen acting before. It was like, oh my god, she's not a white woman. God, <laughs> what? Good oh, god, no, son. She said actually, I read somewhere that um, she refused the role three times because she was not interested in playing a devout Christian woman. Which yep. is like, oh man, that's such a such a stretch, man. Like. It's like if somebody told me you gotta play a Muslim man. It's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mm, I'm black, so that's gonna be a little tough. Like, get out of here. What? <laughs> well, I don't remember why I had seen this movie, but I definitely remember that it was it was in the age of Netflix DVDs because uh, yeah. I got it through the Netflix DVD. I think just as a as you know somebody living in Baltimore, like Michael Orr was on the Ravens for a good while and was on that Super right. Bowl team. Mm-hmm. So I think I was just like, oh, like, the you know, the Michael Orr movie. Like, you And know, that's I like how I heard movie. about it, too. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, oh, the Michael Orr movie. Yeah, I watched that. And then I watched it and I was like, OK, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I don't I don't know what the hype was about. I mean, that's a recurring thing with any of these movies. When I watched Ugh. The Help, when I watched Green Book, I was like, people not only liked this as a like as a movie, right, because it's all of those movies are bad films, right? Like, right. <laughs> they're poorly made films. Like none of this is good, but then like they're just also not enjoyable to watch. And something like The Help, which is like two and a half hours, is also just like why, why, like why do we go to those legs to do this? This and, movie and, and mercifully people, is. Oh yeah, it is. T- it's two hours. Yeah, it's. I think it's just a hair. It's like an hour and like fifty something minutes, but like. Yeah. No, go ahead, but, Cam. But I was going to say that people think this should be representative of cinema, is why yeah. I was like fucked up. Who about, said like, that? Yeah, <laughs> it's not made for best picture. Okay, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Just you know it. what I mean? Like, if and we'll the, get into like, why it was nominated. Uh, yes, when we get into I, the, I thought you meant people you research. knew specifically. I, I was about to be like, mm, wait, no. wait a minute. <laughs> not a single person I know no. was like, oh yes, I appreciate that. No, yeah. I'm, I, see. This shit gets me fucked up because, like, if you nominate something for Best Picture, I'm thinking about it as if, like, say, for example, Earth blows up and, like, aliens come here or, like, we all get fucking destroyed and aliens come and they're like, what was – they had this art form called film, called cinema, Mm. and this is what they thought was the best of the bunch forever – yeah, like down the line, as human civilization progressed, they were like, "Oh yes, the Blind Side is a represent is representative of like the best cinema has to offer." Yeah, I mean, I had a 
we'll see if I leave this in the episode. I'm <laughs> just like, if if aliens came to Earth just based on sheer volume, they'd probably just find porn. You know what I mean? Just like based on like <laughs> the amount of that. You know what I mean? And the and the they'd film parodies and like <laughs> they'd be yeah, like, they'd this is. Oh, they were into some weird. <laughs> they probably wouldn't what? think it was weird. They were just like, man, they yeah. they really like to hey, do this? whatever this is. Yeah. Uh, honest, yo, bleep blow. Um, you see this? <laughs> honestly, honestly, <laughs> I'm convinced that if aliens come to this planet in like a thousand years and just like find fossils, it's gonna be like one hard drive with all the porn in the world on it. And like, mm, yeah. and like, do y'all remember? Y'all remember when like runts were a thing, like like weed mm-hmm. runts, and oh, like and yeah, and, and, yeah, and then yeah. like every couple of weeks it'd be like a joke on Twitter, and then it's like Obama runts, like they just find like one of those like runts bags, <laughs> like that's culture right there, like the runts bag, Obama <laughs> fried chicken and Obama runts. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> they really love this Obama guy. I don't know yeah. what's going on. The future is not looking too good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, well, Cam, let's get into our five minutes here. <sighs> you, we, we are very confident every week uh, that we're going to get this done. And then I think you, you did it in like five. I've come 20. the closest. Yeah, yeah I've come the I mean? closest so with you, five. You've been the closest. But let's see if we can get this this blindside rundown done in, in five minutes. Let's go. All right. Yeah, this is usually I write these, but today is coming off the dome because. I just saw this motherfucker, and I'm hmm. not feeling it. Let's get it, son. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Let's go. Tell us about it. I'll count you down. All right. Three, two, one, go. All right. So Michael Orr, or Big Mike, is hmm. 17, maybe? And uh, he's <laughs> running around with... <laughs> He's running around with a dude from Queen Sugar. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Omar Dorsey. He's running around with him, and Omar Dorsey drives him up to a Christian school in uh, Tennessee. And he's like, hey, fam, this guy I know, he's great at sports. He's not great at learning, but he's great at sports. And a white guy, this white coach on the football team is like, that's the most athletic nigger I've ever seen in my life. And he instantly like, cut to the board meeting at the school. Go ahead. Go ahead, George. Oh, no. I was just going to say, I'm, I'm going to stop your time for this. I was just going to say, <laughs> The movie, this is what's the most confusing thing about this movie. We'll get into this in a little bit more detail in a second. He comes there with, I think, his son. His own son and the other guy. And he's like, yeah, yo, this kid, my son, he can play anything with a ball. Like, he's cold. Like, you need to sign him up. And the coach is like, who's that big who's, motherfucker who's out there? Who's the big one? Yeah. And he was like, oh, he just came along. Like, I just bought him along because, like, you know, yep. I told him where we were going to go. He was like, can I come? You know, so it's like, <laughs> we see this interaction we never see that other kid again that's the, he's never ever. Again, he's never in the movie that's the auction block right there son like what are we talking about <laughs> oh, no. so it's unclear if this kid even gets into the school because right. like he's there in the beginning and then we like mike doesn't hang out with him anymore i guess they just don't fuck with each other after dude they play basketball drops him in the off beginning. yeah <laughs> and that's drops it, him but, off and that's it yeah I'm telling you like I saw it. <laughs> but go go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So he drops him off at school, right? Hmm. <laughs> he drops him off at the school. And this white coach, Coach Cotton, turns yeah. out also, by the way, that coach's real name is not Cotton. They nope. made that shit up. Yep. Triggered. They made a lot of Triggered. Shit. Triggered. Anyway, Coach Cotton is like, you see that? Nigger out back. And they're like, oh, but he can't. He's, you know, his school records, are, he's terrible. He's got F minuses and everything. 
And they're like, ah, uh, but you see him? He could play some football. So they admit him to this Christian school. Uh, and, you know, he's just going there. And also, like, in the movie, they never really say, like, where he's sleeping at night. They suggest later that he might be sleeping at a laundromat, but you don't really know. He's just going mm-hmm. to school there, right? Yeah. So, so he's going to school there, and literally one day, I mean, you've been introduced to her character before in this movie, but not, oh, but only because her uh, daughter goes to the school, but Sandra Bullock, uh, Leanne Tui in the movie, uh, she... She sees him like one random night they're driving by and <laughs> they're like, I saw that kid in school the other day because he's the only a black student and two the biggest student that goes to the school. So yeah. they see him on the road. They're like, hey, Big Mike, where are you going? And he's like to the gym. And they're like, Big Mike, I know you ain't going to the gym. It's 10 o'clock at night. It's worrisome. What's going on? And he's like, can I come home with y'all? So they're no, like, Sandra Bullock oh, is like, like no, you're coming actually, home with me. Yeah, she- sorry. You're right. I have abducts him basically. (laughs) She's like, like... and what they play it like, uh, the Tim McGraw, the husband, is like, Yeah, I've seen that look in her eyes before. I've seen that look. She's about to bring home another one. (laughs) Tim McGraw (laughs) was the husband in that movie. Jesus, yeah, that's Tim. That's Tim McGraw as like the least. He's not even a character, he's a non entity in the movie, aka Nelly's best friend, Tim McGraw. (laughs) 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 Yes. So Nelly's best friend and Sandra Bullock are like, yo, let's take this big nigga home with us. And they do that. They take him home and he's already going to school. So they're like, all right, bet we're going to let you sleep on our couch and you can just go to school. And I want to help you. I want to I want to make it work for you. So he's going to school and uh, I guess they're just having Thanksgiving dinner with him. They're like, he's basically ingratiating himself. He's not even ingratiating himself because he's. He doesn't say anything for the first like hour of the movie. He doesn't say anything. He has two lines. One of them is white people are crazy. Yeah. And his second line is something along the lines of I never had a home. Oh, never had a bed. I never had a bed. I never had a bed. That's the part That's I right. remember from the trailer. Like I like I specifically Ugh. like he gets to the room, it's like I never had one of those. What? Uh-huh. And then she and then Sandra Bullock is like, I'm gonna win my Oscar here. <laughs> yeah. okay. so I was like, you gotta fucking stop. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah so michael basically becomes like a member of the tui family you know mm-hmm. so leanne's friends at the country club are like i hear you took a black kid in and you know they start making all the jokes and leanne's like i don't think that's very funny i'm doing a service i, I think I- i'm doing a service but really he's doing a service to me he's getting yeah. in my heart bone he's getting in my yeah. heart bone and uh <laughs> so at school they find out that michael basically can't read but he feels the learning yeah, he, yeah. He, he be listening he absorbs like, it he absorbs it quote unquote yeah. he he be listening so like he's you know he's able to understand you know stuff about the battle of waterloo and like about the books that they're reading but he can't read them himself so all these aptitude tests that he's taking he's not scoring very well he's getting d minuses there's literally minimum 20 insert shots of like his grades on various tests in this movie and they never get above a c minus except for the one time you see a b plus and it's like yeah yeah he changed his life around anyway so he's taking all these tests 
Uh, and one teacher is like, uh, looks through his, uh, looks through his file and says, yeah, sure. He's getting all these, he's in the fifth percentile, the sixth percentile of all these, uh, parts of the aptitude test, but he's in the 98th percentile of protective, protective instincts. Yep. He's got protective instincts, we're gonna talk which about means, that. yeah, we're oh, we going to talk. <laughs> also, that's, 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 that's five. Funny. God damn. I'm, oh, jeez. This movie is problematic. Anyway, so so his his protective instincts basically make him a good football player, and they let him on the football team. They they want him on the football team because he's big, he's black, he can play football. That's literally what it equates to. So he's on the football team. He's doing pretty bad. He really doesn't know how football works because he's he's basically. Green Mile, he's Michael Clark Duncan. He's yeah. like big yep. and black and threatening, but he's he's got a heart and yeah. he wants to protect, you know. So he instead of like tackling people, he's just like holding them back lightly and letting them score on him, which is like, no, that's not cool. <laughs> right. Uh, meanwhile, Leanne is like, I gotta go find Michael's mother. I gotta find out what's really going on about this. So she goes and finds finds his mother at the the low rise projects. And she ain't doing good. She's putting her wig on, like, mm. as she gets there. <laughs> it, oh, Jesus. Like, in an apartment building, an apartment that's, like, just lined with, like, cigarette butts and old wine glasses. Uh, they have this horrible scene where they, like, cry about the fact that she doesn't know who Michael's real father is, basically. Yep. Horrible, horrible scene. Anyway, cut back, because the movie, like, from that point gets more lighthearted, which is, like, so, like, the wrong choice. Literally after that scene, like this goofy, like driving Miss Daisy music starts and they're like at the practice field, you know, like mm-hmm. Michael Orr is like tackling people and they t- teach him that like, oh, it's more of a montage of like various good things are happening for Michael. Like they buy him a truck for his birthday right. and the same truck, uh, Michael decides to drive his quote unquote baby brother, SJ, mm-hmm. it, new Madden's out. So uh, they got to go get the new Madden. So. So they're in the car singing what song? Oh, do you remember? I don't remember. It's Young MC. It's Young right. MC. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want it, you got it. So they're doing yeah. it back and forth, and it's the goofiest thing I've ever. It's not goofy like good. It's goofy and like offensive and hurtful. Yes. And just like, and he's not looking at the road. He's looking at SJ like you want it, you got yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, apparently, a truck doesn't got it. And a, a gardening truck T bone they get they T bone a gardening truck and yeah. in an insert shot you see that Michael put out his arm between the airbag and SJ and his it turns indestructible out, black arm his, <laughs> oh my god this movie is so fucked up this is so fucked up because so SJ is Jesus. this is also fucked up the the optics on this because SJ is in the ambulance or on the stretcher and he's not hurt he's just bloody a little bit right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Michael has like fully fucked up his arm in order to save mm. this white child, and yep. he's not being taken care of by and no one is looking at him. He no. is on a curb. Because black we, people don't feel pain, Cameron. No, right. we don't feel pain. It's a, it's a medical truth that we just it doesn't it doesn't happen to us. I mean, for real, ask black people. <laughs> yeah. Like. So Leanne hears about the accident. She rushes over to SJ, and SJ is like, "I'm fine." And, but he's bloody, and he she rushes over to Michael, and she, Michael is like his arm is actually like actively fucked up. Yep. And but uh, I forget the line too. I just saw it two hours ago, and he says something along the lines of, 
but I saved him. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. So, cut to the practice field. Michael's helping out, you know, he's still not tackling right. And they're like, and the coach isn't getting it right. And Leanne goes down to the field and is like, Michael, pretend that other tackle is SJ and you want to protect him. Or you, and you, or he's the airbag, right? And you want to get between the ball and the airbag. And Michael's like, got it. And tackles the shit out of everyone for the remainder of the movie like he's the goddamn yeah. so, iron giant or some shit like <laughs> stop <laughs> i mean and, i mean cut to like literally cut to the first game that he plays and he literally tackles someone out of the field yeah the most racist player uh to ever yeah, play football he, like he, he kicks him in the head when he's down yeah. the white guy kicks him in the head and says a black piece of trash or something like that yeah yeah and he's like, oh, I don't like that. So he literally tackles him out of the football field. I kid you yeah. not. See it in the movie if you want to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> or don't. Yeah. Uh, so SJ catches that on camera, and he's super smart. So he's able to like burn that to a DVD and send it to NFL recruiters. And NFL recruiters all over the world are like, oh, my God, this nigga knows how to tackle. And they're <laughs> yep. just like a montage after montage. They're like, just like, oh, my God, I've never seen anybody tackle like that in my entire life. So recruiter after recruiter starts coming to school. And like, it's basically the real world story after that, that we all know that like, you know, he's looking, he's being looked at for schools. He's trying to figure out where he's going to go. And he gets, uh, he decides to go to Ole Miss because, uh, because Leanne and Tim McGraw went there and they're like, yeah. okay, yeah, this is the best choice for you. And an NCAA, um, like, uh, practices person, a black, a real woman, mean black lady, a real mean black lady, <laughs> just the black women in this movie. I'm so sorry. Uh, I don't want to apologize to black women. Cause I mean, you're owed an apology every day of your lives, For real. but this, this, this movie is just dirt to y'all. Yeah. Don't like, like you, you either are putting on your wigs and yeah. finding dirty wine glasses or trying to just like, just skewer the hearts of young um, football potentials. Yeah. So the practices woman is like, why do you want to go to Ole Miss? And he's like, because my mama and daddy went there. And she's like, but really, is that the case? And uh, I don't care because this movie is dumb. <laughs> uh, he goes back and he goes back and he's like, uh, he asked Sandra Bullock. He's like, why did you say I should go to Ole Miss? He's like, well, we, because we went there, you know? And she, she's like, well, you didn't want me to do what I wanted. And he's like, it's not really that, I mean... The NCAA woman basically suggested that Leanne and Tim McGraw are boosters for the school mm. and tried to like put him in that direction. So yeah, sure yeah. they probably did. It's whatever the fuck. It doesn't matter. But eventually he does make the decision to go to fucking Ole Miss. He ends up going there anyway. Yeah. Uh, after after he runs away and gets into like a fucking John Wick fight. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. House. The best scene in the movie. The best scene in the movie because. He's a fucking lovable teddy bear the whole movie. He goes back to the low-rise projects that he's from. And uh, the main uh, drug dealer, T-Dog from Walking Dead. Yeah, Alton. It's like, yeah, Alton. <laughs> like, what? That nigga's name is Alton. Alton. <laughs> not Alton. Because <laughs> niggas get clapped if they call him Alton. Oh okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he sits down with him. Alton's like, yo, have a 40. And he sips it. And he's like, I'm not really into that. Have a 40. But I'm looking for my- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> have a have a forty. Sit down with us. 
let's 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 rap about the the times of the you know the day the days going this on. This is menace to society so, and shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but he's not with that, and he tells Alton he's like, hey, you know, I don't like the way you're handling things, and he's like, what? You gonna step to me? And you know, his boys are like, you know, what you gonna do? And he's like, Alton's like, hold up, hold up, I can handle my own. And you know, he shoves him, and then yeah. all the niggas come for him, and literally he knows. Every fight move that's ever yeah. been. He smashes a <laughs> bottle over somebody's head. He throws somebody over a table. Tackles somebody into fucking. Women like, are crying. Children are crying. Oh, yeah. Like, he, <laughs> tackles somebody into, he tackles somebody. Of course. Of course. He tackles somebody into a fucking nearby crib while they're smoking blunts and passing 40s. Because that's what every black person does, apparently. Uh, he tackles somebody into a crib. The baby cries. And then he's like, oh, I'm a monster. And he fucking runs back to Leanne and Tim McGraw. And they're like, hey, you know. We love yeah, you. Yeah, it's tough. We love you. Your black mother doesn't, but we yeah. love you. And he's like, you know what? Screw that NCAA lady. I'm going to Ole Miss. And he tells that NCAA lady, I'm going to Ole Miss, so fuck you. And we all know the story from there. He goes to Ole Miss. He fucking gets into the draft. He ends up playing. He, uh, he ends up playing for the Baltimore Ravens, and he wins the Super Bowl ring. Like, end yeah. of movie, and who cares? Fuck this movie. That was rude to me to watch Look, for two hours. I'm sorry. Son. I'm going to play... <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna play this up front. It's just a catch-all for everything, but <laughs> Jesus, we need to talk Christ. about a lot a lot of things. Yes, we do. Uh, this movie, <laughs> yes, we do. This movie, this movie gets black people so wrong There's, that it hurts. <laughs> so this is this is something that I did because, like, immediately in my notes, like maybe twenty minutes into the movie. I started keep, keeping a tally of all the black kids in the school because uh, I was like, I just want to see how many, even just like in the background on the football team, whatever. There's, I saw two. There was one black kid, I think, in one of the hallways just walking by. And I think there was one other black kid on the football team. I don't know if it was the black kid from the beginning of the movie who we never see again and Michael decides to never hang out with or speak to again. Or if it was just another random black kid. Um, but there was only two. No black teachers. No. Um, Mm-mm. No. The only positive black person in the movie is a random woman at the laundromat who puts the coins into the machine and then walks away and lets Michael put his clothes in with hers. Everybody yeah, else is a hot, like as hostile is like, the worst person that you could imagine like they go to the hood i guess the hood in memphis wherever that is she leanne calls it the other side of town the other side of town (laughs) you gotta say yeah i mean because we're uh, always from the other side of town we have never been to the other other side of town no 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 no. (laughs) everybody on the other side of town is (laughs) you know what i mean oh my god every single part like they pull up they pull up to whatever housing projects Michael used to live at, because he was like, I got clothes. You know what I mean? You don't need to get clothes for me. I got clothes. And she's like, show me. And he's like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think you were going to say that, but let's go. I wasn't ready for back. that. <laughs> so they go back and immediately T-Dog and his boys are sitting on the stoop just out there. She pulls up. They, do they call her? What do they call her? I don't know if it's white bread, but like something like they keep repeating it. And like, 
he's immediately he's like oh watch this i'm gonna wink at her because they like that you know what i mean oh so like, yeah all the all the black men are like like over sexualized uh drug dealers violent you know what i mean like and there's like no other black people in this movie there's a black woman who works at i guess the adoption agency and like sure and tells her off you know what i mean like mm-hmm. she gets at her face michael's mom is a drug addict you know what i mean who can't remember who the father of her kids are nope the black woman who works for the ncaa is like really mean and like is is trying making michael cry and all this stuff right yep. and then there's no other black people even the dude at the at the big and tall store is kind of like he's a dick like yeah <laughs> he's, a dick. he's just like a shyster you know what i'm saying so it's like it's wild to to watch this movie where you're looking at michael who like we said is he is he is basically a mascot for this family right like he's not a person he is almost akin to like a service dog you know what I mean? Uh, like that they're uh, just like, he's like an emotional support animal <laughs> yeah, for the family that they kind of take around to different places and show off and show off. And like literally the only time he has anything approaching agency is when he comes out of that meeting and he's like, well, you never asked me what I wanted to do or what school I wanted to go to or all that stuff. And yeah. then immediately after he gets into his fucking John Wick fight, is like oh i take it all back because like if i because because y'all are the only thing keeping me from like being a monster i guess like fucking frankenstein's monster like if i leave mm-hmm. i'm just gonna like <laughs> destroy the projects and like make babies cry like it's very unclear like what yeah what the- <laughs> i'm tackling niggas in the cribs like as I, if i see a crib the baby's falling out i don't give a fuck no. <laughs> but what did y'all yeah what did y'all make of that just that character in general so um like just 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 like real just like black gentle giant fucking like Mm. fucking like fucking like docile until he has to like protect the protect the white family type shit like he just like it Mm all like it almost feels like he's just like a blank slate for them to project on he has like no personality of his own outside of like movie but like protect everyone like that's his his whole shit and that's like He's 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 like a cipher. He's just like a cipher who yep. just like exists 100%. to to move pl- to move the plot along and make the white family look good. And like yeah, and like I'm thinking about it now. Like he only got in front mm-hmm. of the fucking recruiters because his little brother made a smack DVD of him fucking tackling <laughs> into a gate. Like that's yeah. fucking crazy. I, I never thought about that until you were telling the story, like, like telling the whole thing. Yeah, he basically got into school off a of fucking smack DVD. That's crazy. Right? Dude, that shit. That him. shit didn't even have a PD crack freestyle. Like, so, like, <laughs> what's that word? Man, we we we, we, we hurting out here, man. That was too much. <laughs> oh my god, how you gonna have a seven year old be your hype man, yo? That makes no sense, bro. A seven year old white say, boy. Even French that... Montana had Max B. Like, come on, son. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst character in the movie to me like the second he came on screen yeah. i was like i hate you like everything i, I didn't like it either <laughs> hate you the scene where he ostensibly teaches michael how to play football which shoot is me like in the face shoot me in the face that was all <laughs> first of all because everything about the school makes no sense right like you recruit dude to come to your school right you know that his grades are terrible you want him to play football and yet, and he probably does qualify for all kinds of like 
services and like extra testing time and like sure. all this other stuff that you could easily accommodate him with. Instead, you're like, figure that shit out. And then when he gets good enough grades to play football, instead of the coach being like, yo, you're my meal ticket. Like, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that you're like the best football player ever. It's like, no, nah, we're going to leave this to a seven year old. And like some condiments, <laughs> and like that's how he's gonna learn how to play football. No, I like, honestly, what is happening? I honestly wish this movie was just more straightforward with me, and just was like, yo, the coach saw a meal ticket. The coach was like, that nigga can play football. I wish yes. they were just straight up instead of like the literally the first scene you see the coach and he's like. That boy deserves a chance. I was like, suck my dick. Shut up. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. You didn't see. I want to. I want to get that boy a 4.0. You didn't yeah. say that. You didn't think that. No. No. He was basically salivating when he saw him out the window. He was it, like, "I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a bag off of this kid." He literally saw dollar signs like he was a Looney yeah. Tunes character. Yeah, like the fucking shit. Just- <laughs> Like, like, yeah, like he saw, like he looked out the window and he saw just a bag with a dollar sign on it, dribbling a basketball. Uh-huh. <laughs> My fucking god! But this movie is absurd. I mean, it is crazy. And we, I mean, let's talk about Sandra Bullock for a second too, because like, oh, you mean the life... woman who won an Oscar for portraying this person? Like, yes, like her performance is mid, but also mid, at best is like. It's it. She's. I mean, she's not doing Sandra Bullock in that. Like, you know, this is who she is in real life. But it's more like she is. This is a thousand percent a charisma driven and based performance. Yeah. Where yeah. like the character, basically her her character arc is she's not quite a Karen, right? But she's like <laughs> she's Karen adjacent because she's just Karen going adjacent. around telling everybody what they should do and like nobody says anything because she's a rich white woman so like she just basically says you're doing it wrong this is how you should do it and everybody's like all right you're right like even the scene she cuts in front of dude at the adoption agency and Ooh. he's just like oh no i just want to hear what you have to say you know what I mean? <laughs> like I, and it's played go for ahead. less yeah and she like never they have they have a scene where she's like yeah you know i never did ask you know, Michael, what he wants, like maybe, you know, maybe are we doing this wrong? And then like is immediately absolved of all that by Michael and then by Tim McGraw. But like at every turn, like she is just like doing peak white woman. And I think that's why she won the Oscar. Like I think white women were like, I see myself in that or like, (laughs) that's what I wish I could be or do. Because let's talk about this scene specifically. There's a number of scenes that I want to talk about, but Let's start here where <laughs> so Michael's gone John Wick on everybody, right? He's gone back, <laughs> he's crying to her. She pulls up to the hood, walks up on T Dog, and is like, Don't you ever threaten my son again. Right? Because if you threaten him, you're threatening, threatening me. me. <laughs> he calls her a bitch. He said she goes, Latifa, she says, Who's your who are you calling a bitch? Right? And it's like I am one a card carry member of the NRA. NRA. And I go to a church group with the DA basically saying I can get you locked up for life and if I kill you nobody's going to ask questions. Yeah. And we're supposed that's the moment we're supposed to clap cuz she told off the the yeah. evil drug dealer. I'm I'm almost And then she gets back in the, the car. Clip. Yeah, and I'm right. just like what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean like that's real villain shit. For one, right. but two, like, 
it's niggas it's, say that in the movie Juice, not <laughs> like, in the movie. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like that's her, that's her, that's her Tupac at the locker moment. Like I'm crazy, I don't give a fuck. Like, like she's, she's that is. That is homeboy in the elevator, like, I'll kill you. What are you going to do, shoot me? <laughs> That's my favorite shit. In an elevator full of people? Like, yo. Blam, 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 blam. She is literally the textbook definition of socially liberal and financially conservative. Like, that's her whole character yeah. oh. in this movie. Like, you can, right you, can, you, can, you can really tell that she was, like, like, even, like, I don't think she realized it, but she was definitely using Michael as, like, a... You know, just like let me, let me, let me do my good deed for this, for this little, for this little darky walking up the street right now. Type yeah. shit, like oh, yeah. you know, like <laughs> it's it's so it's so crazy. Cause the funny thing about this movie is that it's like right, like y'all said, like it's a charisma driven performance that she's supposed to be like. I'm bulldozing through everybody. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. I, right. I'm I'm me, bitch. Y'all seen me? Like, yeah. but she's really not even doing that. She's not even going no. that hard because, like, I've seen, like, what? Julia Roberts and Aaron Brockovich is, like, mm-hmm. the re- real peak that bitch kind of oh, movie. Oh, she you went know hard in mean? that like, shit. I love that movie. She went hard in that, yeah. like, right. <laughs> but she's really just being, like, I mean, I've met these women before. I'll see them again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they really exist. They are everywhere. Yeah. And they always get what they want. Like, mm-hmm. she's Facts. not doing anything sp- specific, like, it's no. crazy to me that she turned down the role because I'm like, you didn't do anything, fam. You woke up, put on a blonde wig, heard an accent off of another movie, and put it in this one, and you really didn't yeah. do the work, fam. Well, because the thing, like her whole character arc is like, so she'll go, she'll bulldoze people, right? And then Michael will say like a heartbreaking thing, like one of his <laughs> only like three lines that he has, right? Like, you know. I never had one of these before. A, a room to yourself? No, a bed. A bed. And then she goes in the other room and cries. And cries. You know, and, and that's her thing. And then, like, you know, like Michael sits alone at the Thanksgiving, you know, dinner table and she looks at it and she gets emotional and she's like, we should all have dinner at the table because Michael is like, guiding us in the right direction you know what i mean like we he's never more like michael he's never seen dinner before you know what i mean yeah like michael michael crashed a car and nearly killed my child uh <laughs> you know what i mean by the way speaking After- of that child real quick sidebar when you see the family together the first time on like thanksgiving morning mm-hmm. they're watching a football game but i don't know if y'all were paying attention SJ the son is playing Madden on a TV that is right next to the bigger TV. Yeah. In the living room. And it looked like he was, I don't know, either it was an Xbox or it was an N64. My nigga was playing Xbox. Uh -uh. Xbox. (laughs) My nigga was playing Xbox. I saw the two slots for the memory cards. (laughs) Playing a playing a playing a playing an N64 in 2009. Like (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they got money. I don't know. You know, they probably got the latest, whatever. They literally have TVs on TVs. Yeah. Well, it's what so Do we remember what so, Madden it was? Was it Madden 08 or Madden 09 they were playing? I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, I, I well, because the new Madden was about to come out, so he right. was probably playing 08. Okay, yeah, that's right. That makes sense. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. right. <laughs> that's right. Just curious. Context clues. Context clues. <laughs> mm. <laughs> let's let's talk about this 
scene too because this was there's a lot of shit that like they say in this movie and do in this movie which is supposed to be this movie is a colorblind movie right like that's the Uh, message of the film is that like don't see race don't see color everybody deserves a chance you know (laughs) it's not a christian movie up front but it is kind of like around values yeah Yeah, definitely so there's this there's a scene where she has brought him back to the house you know, and like he's been sleeping there for a minute and she's talking to Tim McGraw in the bathroom and she's like, yo, Michael's not really verbal. He's not really talking to us. I want to know more about him. You know, maybe we should take him to like a child psychologist, you know, like we should go get him checked out and see what's up with him. And I had to write down Tim McGraw's response because I was like, what, what is this response? He says that Michael's gift is his ability to forget. He's mad at no one and really doesn't care what happened in the past, which is like, you're describing trauma, right? <laughs> like you're describing childhood trauma, uh-uh. <laughs> but you're like, that nigga can't feel pain because he doesn't speak to me. <laughs> and so <laughs> I don't believe that he's really, you know, he's, he's doing the right thing and burying his feelings and not talking to anybody about it. He'll be okay. Cause I mean, he's basically insinuating that Michael's seen some like fucked up shit because he's black and from the hood. And so he's like, but he doesn't seem that bad. You know what I mean? Like he's, he'll be all right. And it's just like, what? Cause, cause then immediately Leanne is like, yeah, you're right. No, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah, yeah it yeah. sounds like I, I was crazy for wanting to help him <laughs> in that way. You're My absolutely fault. right. And I was just like, what is happening? You know what I mean? Because I mean, one, he probably could have very much so like benefited from some, you know, at least seeing somebody like it doesn't what you mean, hurt help? to have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those those <laughs> conversations, because he's definitely the reason he's not talking to you is probably because he's seen some fucked up shit. And then later in the movie, he basically is like, she's like, how did you how did you do it, Michael? Like, how did you how did you get through everything you got through? And he was like, when I was young, my mom told me to close my eyes when she was going to do something bad. And oh. then she would tell me to open my eyes when it was over. When when the I, bad you know, things were over. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I was just like, again, you've been traumatized. Like, I don't think you understand <laughs> what you're describing mm-hmm. right now. But, like, bad shit happened to you. And you should definitely not, like, you know, be committed and, like, get, you know, be forced to get help. But more so, like it's probably very beneficial for you to like, it's beneficial for everybody to get some mental health services, but like specifically somebody who's been through what he's been through and the fact that they immediately dismiss it and then never return to it. I was just like, his like, (laughs) his like intake of all this trauma. Cause really the only way you see it in the movie is through flashbacks, flashbacks. weird flashbacks. And they're not even full flashbacks. Like they probably shot them all in two hours. Like it's just flashes of a baby seeing like, Oh my God, something bad happened in blue (laughs) in like a blue filter. And that's it. Like I could do better on my iPhone. Like it's not hard, (laughs) but what's crazy about what they do to him in that scene is like, you know, right. Cause he's like, he, he has trauma, but he doesn't feel it. Do yeah. all the regression that he's done. So he becomes like a magical Negro in his own mm-hmm. movie, right? Which is like yeah. the most, fu- like it's that. And when he protects SJ yeah. from the car crash, he's like, he becomes a magical Negro in his own white savior movie, which is like, yeah. 
They're doubling down, you know what I mean? Yo, like... (laughs) (laughs) When I tell you white people are wild, white people Mm. are wild. You can't get get away from this shit. Like, It's insane to me that this dude was, like, typing on his computer, like, and then he never felt the trauma. (laughs) And, like, like Michael Orr watched the movie and was probably like, yeah, that's... that's, Thank you. That's cool. Thank you. Right. He was like, fuck this movie. Michael Moore <laughs> hates this movie. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Oh, hell yes, yeah. Let's, let's go. But like, He's got nothing but heat for this. Real, yeah, real, real quick before we go on to that, like, it's like, it's so funny because I was watching, um, I was watching a video about this a couple hours ago. Like, there's a picture of the rapper Corday in like a, mm. in like a hoodie that just says, love everybody. And like, mm-hmm. that's what this movie is to me. Just like, a, oh, just yeah. like somebody's like, love it's... everybody. Cause like, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the black dude to here to tell you like, love everybody because everybody's cool. <laughs> they're, they're, like, it's, it's just this like, it's just like milk toast, fucking like common yeah. Microsoft rap type shit. And it's just like, relax. Like say it louder. You know what I mean? It's oh, like, it God. is literally a common Microsoft commercial, you know, technology. The future with the hand computers. Microsoft is partnering with black people to tell yeah. you about computers. Like yeah, Microsoft <laughs> fucked up because they should have got Cameron because he does good computer speaking. Oh, you know I mean? that should be like the whole. Fuck. <laughs> I hate you, yo. I hate you, yo. That's the second week you've done that joke, and it don't. It's, it's great. It's so real though. It's so good. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. It's gotta be him because he also because he also broke down had to pay your rent over the course of a year. Like you can't. Cam- you are yeah. not wrong. Cam- 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 Cameron's got it all, bro. Like <laughs> he's got the answers. He's got the answers. Yo. <laughs> oh um, my god. Well, that's. I also want to talk about this. So like that that got me fucked up. You know when she was basically like, "Should we help him with his trauma?" Nah, we good. Uh, yeah, but then they keep bringing this shit up, and this feels like a racist dog whistle in and of itself. But also, I don't like. I need to understand what the test even was because, like, they mentioned numerous times that he was like in like the lowest percentiles and like every like, yeah, you know, intellectual measurement and like any like cognitive measurement, but like. Mm he scored in the 98th percentile in protective instinct. And I'm just like, how did you test that for one? (laughs) But two, (laughs) like that really, that again, that really feels like, you know, like he's, he's, he's like a service dog. Like he's like, he's going to protect you from the bad things. You know what I mean? Like even when she's doing that dumbass comparison about you know like the running back is is me and like the the quarterback is is you know the like sj whatever. I, yeah, you know what I, I like half heard that i was like what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about but, but i knew like, what the movie was doing it was like one of those things where like it was like mental jujitsu like she's right. talking made up monkey shit and i was like <laughs> uh sure but i know what i'm supposed to feel when michael or tackles somebody in the next 15 yeah. seconds like right. right but it's like he's he's like you were saying, he is almost Iron Giant. It's like he's he he needs to be programmed to protect. He should have did it. Like he should have she... did like the Superman thing at the end. Just yeah. like Superman straight through that racist guy. <laughs> but just just that idea of because the, because then at the end she's like you know go no in that scene right she's like remember when remember when we went to the hood and we went clothes shopping yeah, you wouldn't yeah. have let anything happen to me you wouldn't have let those scary black people hurt me right and he's like no. No, Leanne. You know what I mean? So it's just like. (laughs) Oh, God. 
Because then she basically she calls him good boy. And no, like, oh, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of like low key. Oh, when she when she crosses like, the street to go to the big and tall shop, she's like, "You won't let anything happen to me, right?" And yeah. she like grasps his arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a heartwarming thing, but it's really like makes me want to fight niggas. Like, you know? no, it's like oh, it's very possessive. You know what I mean? Like oh, he, man. yeah, like he belongs to her. Like I wish they would have just dressed him up like Michael Clark Duncan from The Green Mile. <laughs> it was basically the sequel to The Green Mile. It's, yeah. It's, that's like that. Uh, um, that's like that picture of uh all the white people who were dressed up as the Scooby Doo characters, and they had the black dude <laughs> as Scooby Doo with the fucking leash on and shit. <laughs> oh my god! Like <laughs> that. That nigga is in therapy. I'm gonna tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Whoever you are, I hope you're doing all right because I see that picture yeah. at least two times a year, and yeah. I think like I hope he's good. I hope he's good. <laughs> I, I want the best for I you. Hope you're I good. hope he's in. I hope he's it's in, all right. He's in therapy with with dude who was uh. In that plantation uh, wedding. Oh, invitation. the plantation wedding invitation. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, I, so. I want. I want that movie. I want that movie. I want, I want the two of them getting over their trauma together. Yeah, yeah. We, we need that. We gotta work that out. We need that. <laughs> I want. I want the wedding plantation dude to like slam dunk his girlfriend over a goalpost. Mm, nah, nah. <laughs> He put them chains on, bro. He knew what he was doing. That's, he really, that's he facts, that's really facts. fucking that's did. Facts. God damn. Jesus. Uh, I, I, we gonna have to get Dr. Uma on an episode because like, this, <laughs> this shit is crazy. Well, I guess, you know, last last few things that I wanted to get to. So the end of the movie is wild because, <laughs> you know, everything happens with Michael, right? Like he right. makes his decision to go to Ole Miss, you know, yada, yada, yada. And there's like a short montage as they're driving away where it's like obituaries for all these black kids who got Uh. killed. And Leanne is basically like, yo, that could have been Michael if it wasn't for me because like I saved him, you know, so like I did a good thing and like got his ass out the hood. But like all those kids who basically how the movie portrays it as they all were spectacular athletes right so they keyed in on that right like it wasn't just black kids who died but like they were really good at sports and that's what you should take away from their death this is like we lost great athletes you know to to poverty and crime and whatnot you know um uh shout out but also shout out that's my friend amber's boyfriend is that kid that uh, <laughs> the one that they like zoomed in he was sad but he was he still a game banger every time you had to turn it up yeah yeah just shout, um, shout out shout out uh my my friend amber's boyfriend i hope the bag was nice i hope the bag yeah. was nice i mean like i said before probably scale but you know get, get, get what you can get still eating off at 13 um, years later i hope so hey get it get it how you live it get it how you yeah. live on now <laughs> but it is just like because because she ties it all up with you know by the grace of god and and lawrence taylor right like you know like that's that's what sent you to me right and so it's one of the, this all these movies do this right like in terms of this the saving of black people the first necessity is that you have to be exceptional right like you have to be really good yeah at a specific thing because otherwise mm-hmm. it's not worth saving you if you're not going to contribute to you know the arts or sports or you know whatever else you're going to be like you society can't society at large no right you can't just be jerome right like that's not good enough right like we're not gonna save jerome <laughs> on the basis of that you know he's there's he's got a, it hard out here i don't know why but this this popped into my head there's a simpsons 
There's a thing on The Simpsons where they go to like a pet petting zoo and mm-hmm. they see the sheep and the cuter sheep I know and exactly. then the cutest sheep. <laughs> but then the and they're like, aw, ah, ah. And then the cuter sheep tries to get back in the way. And he's like, out of the way, you. <laughs> that that cuter sheep, that's Jerome. Because <laughs> the implication is like. Yeah, no. If, like, if you if you don't have anything to offer us, white society specifically, right. you can stay your ass in the. Like, we're not coming to save you. Like, you just yeah, whatever yeah. happens, happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like the the way that that movie tried to play it off is like, yeah, look at all these look at all these poor unfortunate black kids who didn't have a white person to save them. Like, you know, it's it's so sad that they had to die. I mean, uh, yeah, the, like, the end of the movie is basically like an in-memoriam for regular <laughs> black children. Right, like, yeah, you know, like, you're, you're like, what happens to the kids in the middle who grow up and go to work and listen to Griselda on their way to and from the office or yeah. factory or wherever, and they just go to the bar and then go home and fucking jerk off and go to sleep? Like, what about those people? Like, right. that's that's Jerome right there. Like, right. That's Jerome. come on, son. Like, let people, let people live. <laughs> let people live but also like the idea of that juxtaposed with but every black person we've shown you in this movie is a piece of shit save those kids but also fuck those kids right right? (laughs) yeah like it's just like you can't have it both ways dog you can't just you like the people can't just black people can't just exist like without having to be special or without having to like yeah. cure cancer or like sell 10 million records like you can't just you can't just want to go to the bar and chill with friends and go home like but i mean for right. real if you you could cure cancer and grow up to be ben carson so like yeah the fuck, mm-hmm. see, does it matter right or jim brown you know <laughs> like, or jim brown can, right or ray j like, or, or ray j damn bro that's so I mean, sad to me he had the glasses i'm gonna say not yeah not everybody can be ray j but <laughs> <laughs> He would say you could be so lucky. Yeah. He would, he, he would also say he did it first. But that's a, a, yeah, that's, 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 true, a, that's, that's another conversation. He would also say, I don't care. I don't care. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's what he's going to say when people point out that he was with Trump. I don't care. I don't care. Yep. Ray Collins. Yeah, we, we, we don't forget. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Promo code Trump. <laughs> Promo code MAGA. <laughs> but yeah that's the thing it's just like the movie try to tries to end on like this this note of like compassion and that we should be like reaching out for these kids but if michael Orr was not a six foot four 300 something pound kid who looked like he could play football i don't think they would have made a movie about him like i think he would have just been out here in the streets doing whatever and like you see it time and time again like even like there was a 30 for 30 on randy moss and i mean one you know he he almost didn't make it out because like some racist white kids like started a fight with him in high school and then he beat the shit out of them but then he got arrested for you know fighting back and like you know could could only get because he was going to go to a d1 school like a top school and then like marshall was the only one that was like yeah i guess we'll take you you know as a as a favor to you you know what i mean um but like he went back you know after all those years and he was like yeah like a bunch of these people that i was playing with were you know i mean nobody's as good as randy moss but like right it was like there's a lot of talented people out here and like he went back and they were just hanging out in front of the gas station or front of the corner store or wherever and like they're still his people you know he still kicks it with them he'll go around and like talk with them but it's like 
you know, making it making it out of the hood as a as a concept as an idea, right? You know what I mean? Is still like aspirational, right? Like it's it's not a thing that's a lot of people look at and say, "Yeah, I can do that." You I know, feel like as long as there's a hood, that's going to be part of it, right? Right. But so much of it, again, is still dependent on, like, because the thing about this movie, right? It, I will I will give it the slightest amount of credit. It didn't do his mother any favors. But they also didn't, like, blame her specifically, right? Like, there was never a moment where, like, Leanne was like, you know, she's terrible because she was on drugs. Like, I, I thought right. that's where it was going, but, like, oh, she was just yeah, like... because that scene could have been way worse. Yeah, she was just like, oh, it's sad that you're on drugs and, like, don't remember the dads. You know what I mean? Like, I'll put my hand, I'll put my hand on your knee. That's as much as I'll do for you, yeah. but... You know what I mean? Fuck that but it's, for real, though. <laughs> but it's still just, like, this is a movie that is again predicated on the idea of like we should we should look out for kids and like love is colorblind and like we should be doing all these charitable things but at the same time never addresses the root causes of why Michael Orr grew up in the situation that he grew up in why his mother was on drugs in the way that she was why all of these things were happening in his life because racism only existed at that cocktail hour that she went to <laughs> um, in that random phone call she got from an uncle who was like, who's this nigger in your uh, your Christmas picture? And uh, so, like that one. He, he said colored, but I was like, if this movie you know was rated I mean. R, he would have yeah. definitely said that. Like, you know what he meant. You know what, yeah. he, you know what he said in real yeah, life. Yeah. How about that? Right, right, right. Well, it's similar, well, similar energy from, you know, the dad in the stands and his son. Oh, who, the father at the football game. Yeah, you know. Still who was just like, that, like he, well, he calls him a black buck. He calls him a buck. He's like, look at that I know, buck right like, there. I was like, damn, dog. They got, like, they, they got a lot of work. You know what I mean? He could have been a moon cricket. He could have been. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a porch Take him back. Take him back now, yo. <laughs> What was what was same kind of different as me an, an amigo negro? Uh, my amigo uh, negro back here. Yeah, yo, these movies. Know. See, that's that's also the thing. Two two things. Yeah. The when these movies try to avoid saying nigga, because like real life, if you're trying to be real and make a movie mm. that's real, you know, like if you're trying to trying to hit reality, if you're trying to at least get close. Yeah. Racists be calling you wild shit. I. I got called nigga at a Trader Joe's when I was 12, yo. <laughs> no. Let's be real. A old lady called me a nigga at a Trader no. Joe's when I was 12. No one is safe, right? <laughs> I, I wasn't even, I was 12, so it wasn't even a PG-13 movie, nigga. Like, nope. I, <laughs> right? But, so, the, but that's the thing about the movie, though, is that, like, they, they dance around race to the extent that, and the Tuies are so good, right? Oh, like, they're, they're so, so good. Much they're, more enlightened. The, the daughter, the scene where the daughter is studying with her white friends, and then yeah. like they're making fun of Michael, who's sitting like a table over, and she's like, "I've had enough of this," and yeah. just walks over and is like, says nothing to him to study with him, but just walks over and makes the gesture. Right. Yeah. And then he looks at her like, "You just saved my life." <laughs> Thank <laughs> like you. Like... The greatest person who's ever lived. <laughs> I'm gonna call Nelson Mandela and tell him stop <laughs> where you are. Uh-uh. <laughs> Right. But it's wild too, because even in the scenes where she's having, you know, the the cocktail hour with her friends, and they're like saying low key wild stuff, and then, you know, she's like, 
one of one of them was like, "Oh no, you know, I think it's so great what you're doing. Like you saved that boy's life." And she's like, "No, he saved mine. He saved me." And they you might know. as well like, "Where's the John Williams score?" Like, <gasps> but it's immediately followed up by one of the white women saying, "But you know, like your daughter, he's probably gonna rape her, right? Like you, that's you know that's I, gonna happen." <laughs> like just immediately after that, and it's just like she's like, "I well, I'm gonna." pick up the check and leave. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, nobody she, ever, she really got you there. Yeah. Nobody ever actually actively refutes racism. Like even like dude on the field is calling him racist stuff. And the coach is like, kicks you know, him in the that, face. He kicked yeah. him in the face. The coach who hasn't shown no backbone and no actual, like care for Michael, other than he's a big dude on my football team. It's like, that's my family. And like, you know, I'm not going to let you disrespect, you know, the kid on my team. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because cause he, he goes up to the ref and he's like, rabble, yeah. rabble, 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 rabble. And then like Michael Orr like grabs him and is like, I got you. I love no. you coach. And he oh, might as well like fly away with him like Greece. <laughs> like, fuck you, yo. Fuck this movie. That's the second thing I wanted to say is that, like you said, this movie refutes real racism at every step. It refutes yeah. every like idea of like actual systemic racism. Like, mm-hmm. why why is Michael Orr in a situation where he's living in the low rises and he doesn't know his father? Why is he living? Why is he at the laundromat, like, you know, washing his clothes with other people's clothes. Why, like, yeah. why are white kids looking at him like that in the school? Yeah. If you wanted to investigate, if you wanted to make a movie that actually, like, asked the questions and did the real work and deserved a Best Picture nomination, I'm coming for you, Academy. Let's I don't give go. a fuck. <laughs> Let's go. Like, like, if you wanted to do the real work, make a real movie. Like, it's, it's a movie. You don't have to, like... Yeah, PG thirteen or anything like, do the real shit. You don't even have to like curse or anything or like show boobs to try to get a R rating or whatever it is. You know, <laughs> like people are really racist out here. I mm-hmm. uh, wasn't there the clip of the guy who's the city council member and he was a uh, reform. He was like in jail and um, reformed and. He talks to the older, he's a black man, and then uh, he's talking to another city council member uh, or a senator or something like that. He's like a white man in a governmental position, and he's like, he's asking him, he's like, you would want me in the cotton fields. And the older white gentleman says, you should be. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how did you live through the next 15 seconds? How did you not die? Like, (laughs) because that man, because that black man has enough grace you know, to like yeah. see the real racism. And you ain't even got to rate that movie PG 13. That's a G rated movie, fam. Mm-hmm. That's a G rated movie, that conversation. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, like, if you want to talk about real racism, talk about real racism. It's happening today, it's happening everywhere. This movie is yeah. on some ass. <laughs> Well, because the thing about Sorry, it I'm too mad, is I'm like, mad. oh, no, go in. Like, yeah, the thing yeah, about please, this shit got me hype, yo. This shit got me hype, yo. The thing about it is, Michael never has any agency in terms of like not only what he wants right like what he's what he's trying to accomplish in life right but like also the way that the movie treats him is as like he is like you were saying dylan like a cipher for white guilt and like feelings and emotions and he basically is there to make white people feel bad and then like feel good about helping him right like they feel bad because of like the situation that he's in but then they feel good because they get to do the thing where they like 
basically scoop him up. Like even the teachers, there's the, there's only one teacher who's like, we should help this child because the rest of the teachers are like, man, you see that dumb nigger in your class? You can't fucking read. <laughs> Fuck that kid. I can't wait till he gets out of here. No. It's like, God damn. Well, the-, <laughs> you know? the teachers and- were wilding. Yeah, the teachers were wilding. Like every one of them is like, well, he's a dummy, right? <laughs> and then, you know, she's like, but... But he, look at this poem that he wrote that he threw in the trash can. I'm like, but but he's I gave him the test, you know, orally, and he knew all the answers, you know, like we should really help him out. And it's like and, and they were they were aghast at the fact that they gave him the oral test they, that she yeah. gave him the oral test. They you can't like, do that. What? You can't, you can't administer a test orally. You, you can't educate it. him. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a letter. <laughs> but, you know, so like multiple white people get to do the good thing in this movie, right? Like multiple white people get to make the speech. They get to say the thing to the bad white people who are like being racist. And they get to, to, to say, no, you don't get to say that to Michael because he's he's a good one. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we love him. And so, but Michael never gets to say anything, right? People say all kinds of yes. shit about Michael, and he's never like, "Man, shut the fuck up." Or this is how this makes me feel, right? Like, I we never know until that last bit of movie where he has the smidgen of agency to say, "Why did you, you know, adopt me and like put me in the situation?" Like every other time, he's just he's got three modes. He's either like <laughs> really sad. Uh, he's he's on mute or like on standby, basically like waiting for somebody to yeah. engage him <laughs> in some way, or he's like mildly amused at what's happening, right? But like, n- like or there's he's nothing singing, else. Or yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Or he's in that's protector the, mode. Again. Like that's that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, or he's, he's a yeah. human airbag. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's yeah, he's he's basically like RoboCop. You know what I mean? Like those three <laughs> things are like in his operating system. He's just shuffling between them. You know, depending okay, on the situation. So he's little orphan Manny, little, little yeah. orphan Manny Fresh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or or he's Robo Nigga. Yeah. <laughs> or he's the human airbag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. God, because it's it's crazy Trash. to think like how. A movie about, like you were saying, Cameron, like this is a, the movie's, the story is about him. Like it's his story. It's but his he's movie. Like relegated to not just side character and not just magical Negro, but like really 90% of what he's there to do is just to like advance story plots about the white people in the movie, right? Yeah. Like, the nigga is there. 40% of the poster. Like, what? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> It's yeah. Tell me it's lot. not his movie. Yeah, no. that's why it's so fucked up. Like he really is. Like it's his story, and he's like not even that he's barely in the movie. He's just like barely a part of the movie. He's just kind of like there. It's just so like it's just so crazy. Like it's almost like uh, it's it's almost like what they did with like Judas and the Black Messiah, where like the whole movie, mm. where the whole movie should have been about Huey P. Newton, but they decided to make it about bro who took down Huey P. Newton with the fucking. Um, goddamn. Or Fred Hampton. Fred, Fred Hampton. Ha- oh, Fred Hampton. Sorry, I said Huey. I, I, I want you on record. I want you on record. <laughs> like that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I got you, bro. I got you. Thank bro. you. Yes, Fred Hampton. I'm gonna throw out the life preserver. My fault. So yeah, like the whole movie should have been about Fred Hampton, but it was about the guy who was fucking taking down Fred Hampton with the fucking FBI mm-hmm. and the CIA. Like, come on. Like, yeah. like, come on. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't understand. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, Hollywood definitely loves to run these scenarios where there's a perfectly good story there 
you know, already, like you don't really have to go that far to find, you know, the meat of it. Um, but specifically with these white savory movies, it's like, cause that's the thing, right? Like we always try to figure out who these movies are for. The blind side is not for black people. It's definitely for white people, but like, it's the idea that you couldn't sell this movie with a black teenager at the center of it, right? Like it had to be about this white woman, even though, and we'll get to the real life in just a second, but like, she's a part of the story, but she's not the story, right? Right. Like she's plays a role in his story, but like the story is that this kid came from the circumstances that he came to from and then became, you know, like a NFL hall of fame type player won a super bowl like all of that stuff right and so yeah that's crazy about this too like the subject of the story has a super bowl ring and that's yeah. like not even a footnote yeah was about to, does, it, right. does it even come up like not once right i don't think i it think does. yeah at the I time think i think he had just gotten drafted into the nfl so it was like you oh, know, very early right. in his career okay okay oh okay. nine um, so but like the story in of itself is like still like oh oh not too far very away. yeah yeah it's a very like there's a lot to take from it but instead they're just like yo Sandra Bullock is going to put butts in seats like we need to position this so that she's at the center of it like it's all about her feelings and like people are going to get a, a a good laugh out of her telling off all these people and like let's put Toby Keith in it because people like him <laughs> side note when you look at the real life pictures, my man who Toby Keith is, is portraying got a real upgrade because like he's Tim not... McGraw. Tim McGraw. <laughs> oh, I, Tim McGraw. I, I don't I want mean... anybody to be wrong on yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be a, I don't want to be an accidental racist, Cameron. So uh... <laughs> I mean mm, uh, uh, I'ma make the joke, but the joke makes itself, you know. Yeah, you know what I mean? I don't wanna Mix those two up, especially because, you know, like, I want to be true to Nelly and his best friend. That's right. Uh, I already know. <laughs> but he's still got a massive upgrade because they look nothing alike. Like, the real Leanne Tui and Sandra Bullock also look nothing alike. But, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The uh, Tim McGraw, the, the husband. Yeah, the husband is... My uh, dude can, like, go to the bar and be like, yeah, Tim McGraw played me in a movie. Right. Okay. You know I mean, like, he's he, he got... He Meanwhile, got the... he looks like he ate Tim McGraw. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he, I'm he got coming for you. Up. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> he got the big love for this. He ain't but... gonna give me no job. I don't care about no. him. Well, let's talk about the, the behind the scenes of this movie. Unless, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? With the movie specifically. I'm ready to get into this behind the scenes, bro. Right. Let's go. Yeah, I want to know. So, yeah, Blindside comes out in 2009. It's directed by John Lee Hancock, who has directed, I mean, he directed, like, The Rookie and Saving Mr. Banks and, you know, like, a few <sighs> other movies. But, yeah, so obviously. Movies, like I've, oh, he also made uh, The Little Things. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, which was, like, the newest the, Denzel. The Denzel yeah. and Jared Leto. Which was that? Mm, yeah, it was fine. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, yeah, he's he's definitely most known for the Blind Side. Um, the movie is based on a book called The Blind Side: Evolution of a Game, which was not really about Michael Orr in the sense that it's about football, and then Michael Orr is like part of the book. You know, like his story is part of the book, but like it's not a book about him. It's a book about the evolution of football and kind of like that part in the beginning with Lawrence Taylor is probably like more what the book is about. Um, just kind of how football evolved over the years. Here's a game that we can play. There is one black person who produced this movie. And I want to see if you can guess based on the name. who it is. So based on the name. Are, yeah. Based on the names alone. I want to see if you can guess the black person. 
There's Broderick Johnson. There's Andrew Kosove. And there's Gil Netter. I'm gonna go. Bro- I'm gonna go. Broderick Johnson, honestly. Yeah, I'm Cameron. gonna go with Broderick Johnson just because of yeah. the Johnson part. Y'all got it. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it's Broderick Johnson. Who, <laughs> listen to his what he's produced because it is wild. Uh, he produced. He's a black Dude, man, right? Yeah, he produced Dude, Where's My Car? Wow. Uh, he produced Love Don't Cost a Thing. Wow. He produced okay. The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Wow. What? He, he produced One Miss Call. Jeez. Uh, he produced The Blind Side. And then next year, he produced The Book of Eli. He produced Lottery uh. Ticket, which was <laughs> the, the Bow Wow movie. No, wait, the, the Bow Wow movie where Homeboy yells in his face, I'm broke, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Love that. He produced Dolphin Tale. Wow. Uh, <laughs> He produced uh, Prisoners. That movie, that, produced, that movie's crazy. So good. That movie yeah. hard. He produced the Point Break remake. He, sure. he produced Blade Runner 2049. What? <laughs> he is all over the place. Wow. And then he's how the you, executive producer. How do you also producer. have Lottery Ticket and Blade Run, the Blade Runner sequel, know. which is like one of the most amazing movies in the last like 15 years? And then he's but. the executive producer of the upcoming Garfield remake what uh hollywood don't then, make no damn sense and then you go hits, to the tv si- you go to the tv side and he's produced pete the cat <laughs> the animated kid show the expanse and he's producing the upcoming the the blade runner black lotus uh i believe that's an animated show yeah they built swim joint yeah nothing but hits bro nothing but hits he's ending he's, <laughs> he's, ending, he's ending with garfield like nothing but hits. yeah <laughs> you go out on a high you like i'm just like damn dude like i don't bigger know and bigger yeah if, are you just picking movies out of a hat like are you just, just <laughs> i'm not quite sure what the what the, i mean get in the bag i appreciate that he's you know got his name on all of these things but it's still wild to see that that's your career trajectory. Uh, Facts. <laughs> all over the place. Anyways. All over the place. Uh, as we said before, this movie stars Sandra Bullock. It stars Tim McGraw. It stars Quentin Aaron as Michael Orr. And then we didn't even talk about this, but Kathy Bates is just randomly in this movie. Yes. Like, yeah. Shit. Can we spend like, like just two minutes yeah, on yeah, yeah, how Kathy Bates is in this movie and her role is like, could have been any goddamn body. Yep. Could have been yep. oh, a meat sack. You know, sure like any person. She was just there to offer sassy commentary and probably the worst two jokes of the movie where oh, yeah. she breaks down as she's being interviewed by Sandra Bullock and says, there's something you need to know about me. I'm a Democrat, which is, I guess, supposed to elicit a, a big laugh in the theater. Uh, uh, got no reaction. The- on me. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> uh, and then. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, not none of the theaters I went to. Nah, yeah. And then your boy Tim McGraw has maybe the worst line in the movie where he, I think he's watching, you know, Michael get tutored and he looks over at Sandra Bullock and he's like, who would have thought if you had told me, you know, X amount of years ago that we would have had a, a black son before we had a Democrat friend. You're fucking, yeah. just like what is going on so i think i think i think i like trauma blocked 60 percent of this movie out of my brain because i don't remember a lot of this shit like yeah it's bad i knew there's also the random the thing i always have to remember about these movies specifically the ones based on the true story is that one i mean they're they're made by white people right but they're also like 
large swaths of it are like you you could not know that information right like right. this is just shit that you're making up so like the scene where they come back from the school play where they're having that weird conversation about native people and like oh, oh. uh you oh. know sj was like a native chief and you know or like native american number three i think was his like official title and sandra bullock was like you would have made a great chief and like they're just having he's like in the headdress and like all that shit and then like just other scenes and conversations where it's just like you're just making this shit up like this is just like these are anecdotes that people have told you this is just shit that you put in your movie to like pad it and it's like all racist or like very i'm literally about i was about to say i was like there's screenplays get get turned down every day they get thrown into the trash every day and you know they're yeah. better than that yep. scene for sure uh-huh. well let's talk about let's talk about money because this movie had a budget of 29 million dollars and went on to make 309.2 million dollars it was it was crushing the box office the only thing that was really beating it was the Twilight Saga New Moon came out the same weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, so, I mean, obviously that was, was, was raking in the money. Uh, uh, that seems right. That seems right. That seems yeah. right. The tracks. Two very weird things. I mean, I'm not, I wasn't able to track down up to date information. So I don't know if these things are still the case, but it was the highest grossing like sports movie and definitely the highest grossing football movie of all time at one point. It might still be. How is and, any given Sunday not that? Because they didn't have. A white savior, I guess. Yeah, that's pretty wild. It didn't make white people feel good, you know. I think was was probably, you know. Jamie Foxx is too black in that movie. Yeah, like Jamie Foxx scared people. <laughs> <laughs> he scared um, people in that movie. <laughs> and then, when this was still a thing, it was the most rented Netflix movie, like most rented Netflix DVD of all time at some point. Wow. Again, not quite sure where that ultimately right. ended up, because I know they canceled is- that, but... If this is the most rented Netflix movie, how is racism still a thing? Like, is, is how are white people <laughs> watching this movie and then being like, "Oh yeah, these white people they 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 were onto something." They you know they love we it. shouldn't be Beca- doing this because they saw them do the work and they didn't think they had to do it themselves. Yeah, they thought it was over Cameron, and, and then they could just chill. Yeah, you know it's it's, it's, it's <laughs> they could chill. It's the ultimate it's the ultimate complacent get out of jail free card. Like I watched The right. Blind Side. That's all the work I got to do for the next two years, you know. You know that's I mean, like a, that is the card some people be playing. Honestly, be like, I've seen the Blind Side, and you're yeah. like, and Look, <laughs> it's, I watched the Blind Side. I read Between the World and Me. Uh, I, <laughs> I I watched you know I watched Malcolm X on a plane. Yeah. I texted. I, I watched Thirteenth. I te- I, te- I texted my black friend the day after George Floyd yeah. got killed. Like right. yeah, all all, right. all that shit. There's 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 so many. Some people some people have them stocked up like fucking infinity stones yeah. and shit like you know for sure <laughs> saving saving them for a rainy day like yeah this is the i'm not racist kit it's in the it's in yeah. the i'm not racist uh-huh yeah i'm not racist starter kit yeah yeah 5.99 <laughs> the fifth in fashion like, <laughs> <laughs> if we go into the awards that it won it was nominated for the academy awards for best picture sandra bullock won best actress at the academy awards she won uh, Best Actress at the Critics' Choice Awards. She won Outstanding Actress at the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Ugh. She won a Golden Globe for Best Actress for this movie. And then this movie won an ESPY for Best Sports Movie uh, the year Jesus. that it came out. So, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't a thing where it was like maybe the help or Green Book levels of like, 
overly fawning over it, but it definitely was like a thing that happened in 2009. Mm. Another thing that happened in 2010, which is the reason why I got nominated for Best Picture, is that the Academy that year was like, yo, people aren't really like tuning in like they used to. Like, we got to spice this shit up. So why don't we just have 10 movies instead of five? Right. And so they were kind of reaching because they were like, well. (laughs) Yeah, this is the first tenure, right? This is the first. Yeah, uh... the first and last, you know, in terms of like (laughs) 10 specifically, because this movie got in and they were like, Ooh, yeah, we can't do that again. So the yeah. the new rule was up to ten, but you know we're gonna have five, and then if it's voted upon that there's more, then we can include those. But that's that's right because like the mm, the the other movies that are up for best picture that year are like legit. Yeah, in my opinion. Well, if they, you had to cut it sense. to five, right? Yeah, if you had to cut it to five for that year, it would be the Hurt Locker. That, it it actually be might be yeah. It would be District 9. It would be Inglorious Bastards. And then, depending on how you felt about it, it could have been up. It could have been precious. You know, but they could have cut. Yeah, I would even cut a serious those. man from that. Yeah, I would cut yeah. a serious man. I love that movie. I'm not going to lie. I love a serious man. <laughs> yeah. it's, it is really good. I saw it in the theaters, actually. Me too. Yeah, I'd cut an education, and I'd yeah. definitely cut the shit out of this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, they were like, we had to, we had to put it in there. So, I mean, not all of these movies can have Mariah Carey in it as a mm. uh, child child services worker. <laughs> Gabrielle was nominated for best actress that year. Yeah. Gabrielle Sidibe was nominated. Meryl Streep was nominated. Carrie Mulligan was nominated. Helen Mirren was nominated. Shout out to Gabrielle Sidibe. She, she's great, by the way. Like, still, she she yeah, is she's, she's amazing. She transcended she's amazing. Precious, you know, like it's crazy. Good for her. That that role is like wild for her to play, yeah. and that's like her first thing. Like ever, and you're amazing. Like ever, Jesus. that's your first thing, and you're like amazing in the role. And it's like the level of difficulty is just like through the roof, and you nail yeah. it like a fucking triple axle. Uh-uh. And Sandra, and Sandra, and you're imagine being Gabrielle Sidibe sitting at the Oscars, and you, they call your name, and it's like the nominees are Gabrielle Sidibe and this bitch. <laughs> And then the winner is Sandra Bullock. And you're like, well, mm. I don't care about this anymore. <laughs> like, I would have got up and left. I would have got up. You could see me on camera fully leave. You'd be like, you'd be like, you'd be like Chad with Bozeman, like looking back at the camera yeah. when they did. The look looking back, back yeah. when, when they called <laughs> yes. the La La Land. See the shit? Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> see how like, they do us? Man. What a moment. <laughs> well, it's, it's wild to look at her career trajectory next to Quentin Aaron, who starred in this movie. Because <laughs> yeah. my man didn't really do a goddamn thing. <laughs> Since this film, my man was on Law and Order SVU or some shit, right? He was on Law and Order, right? OG Law and Order. Yeah, yeah. he's done. These are the movies that he's done, right? Well, he was at he he was in an episode of One Tree Hill, Mm, mm. right? He was in something called Paranormal Movie. I love this song. (laughs) He was in something called Left Behind. Uh, It was something in something called Mothers and Daughters. He's got like a long, like he's been working. But, like, it's all stuff that you've never heard of Ugh. and, like, wouldn't even get close to hearing about. He did Yet another he's movie. the lead in this movie. Yeah, he did another movie called Greater. He's, like, he seemingly has, like, crossed over into uh, Christian drama. I was about to say, oh. yeah, these all sound like Hallmark movies. Yeah, because mm. he was in something called Greater, which is, like, a Christian football movie. And then before that, he was in a movie called My First Miracle. So, you know what I mean? Like, he... I don't want to get on my man. You know what I mean? Like get yeah. get the bag, do the thing. You know what I mean? Like you got, you got chosen for this probably for a reason, but 
you know, he was not really bringing much. He wasn't given much to bring, but he certainly was the weakest link of the movie in terms of like the the acting because he yeah. just really was there to look big and black and that's I guess that's the last and thing we really want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, you know, like these movies, we talked about this a lot with uh Jaiman is that, Ugh. you know, like he is there to be big and black and scary and, and then, have a possible African accent. <laughs> right. And then the the end of the movie is like white people see that he can be your friend. Like the big scary black <laughs> guy can be your friend or he can be your son. You know, like you can adopt him and it's it's everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because they're they're not some of them, right? Some of them are scary. Some of them you should stay away from and like never let into your life or your home or anything yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like T Dog from uh <laughs> Walking Dead. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, T Dog. T Dog <laughs> again, that scene, he's basically is like, yo, come in here, have a forty. Hey, you fucked that girl who's living <laughs> at your house yet? You know what I mean? Like immediately that's where the conversation goes. Like within Michael, two minutes yeah. is like and Michael Orr is like, That's my mama. No, tackle, he's talking tackle, about tackle. he's talking about the sister. You oh, know what I mean? oh, that's right. Because oh, he yeah. wants to get with the mom, right? That's, oh, that's why right. he was like, "She got a daughter." Snowflake. I, I'm into I'm into mother daughter action or something yeah, like that. That's is right. what he says. Oh, it's real geez. strange. Uh, <laughs> but also, yeah. imagine him like typing that scene up and just being like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get him with this one." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get him. Oscar, you crazy yeah. for this one? Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, just and, doing donuts doing donuts <laughs> with the Otis soundtrack <laughs> oh no 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 yeah no he was listening oh, no. to the black album he was like I got it I got, I got it, it. For y'all. <laughs> so, <laughs> fuck so I mean oh, interesting disappointing simultaneously because usually when we do these movies somebody says some wild ass shit you know what i mean and that's one of my favorite parts is like camera wait till you hear what these white people said (laughs) for whatever reason nobody said anything about this movie like i did all the all my typical research the director sandra bullock the actual real life tui family like the worst that you'll see is like they went on when mike huckabee still had a show on fox they went on that show and they were just basically like yeah you know they were they were talking like white people you know what i mean like it wasn't anything where you're like i've heard that before you know i've heard what you're saying before you know what i mean like it it wasn't anything wild or crazy so you know i don't have anything like that in the the sense of like man can you believe what so-and-so said but i do have some things from michael orr because he is not he hated this movie uh from jump yes, you know what i mean so go. like the, the, the movie came out <laughs> the movie came out and the way that he's just describing it is like you know they were in the process of making the movie because the book came out in 2006 this movie comes out in 2009 he's you know transitioning into college he's playing at Ole Miss and then he you know gets drafted into the NFL so the movie comes out while he's being drafted and so you know like while the movie was being made, he's basically like, I'm in the, I'm in college. You know, the NCAA is not going to let me have anything to do with this movie. You know what I mean? Like, if I try to get involved at all, that's a violation. I'm getting suspended. The program's getting whatever. So, like, I basically just had to shut up 
and let the movie happen, you know, because I couldn't really be involved in it in any way. So the movie comes out, you know, and he's drafted into the NFL. And, you know, he's like my man from the Allstate commercials, like he's blindside now, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's not Michael Orr anymore. He's just everybody's like, yo, blindside, you know, like that's his name now when people see him. The real Michael Orr, you know, he he is from the South. (laughs) He's from Tennessee. So when you listen to him talk and you see him talk, like he definitely is, he's got real one energy, right? Like he's somebody that I'm sure like if, you know what I mean? He was, he was, he was definitely playing some three, six in that truck that they got him. He wasn't playing young MC. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> um, so, you know, like he is basically said the movie itself isn't a lie. And so much as like, this is what, this is what happened. You know what I mean? Like I was, you know, living out on the streets and, this family took me in and like, you know, gave me access to all this stuff. And so, you know, that's what enabled me to get to the NFL basically. But like everything about it in the interim is bullshit. Right. So like the whole part about him not knowing what a football is or like even how to play the sport, like he was playing football in, in youth league, right? Like just because you're from the hood doesn't mean you don't get to play peewee football. It may not be sanctioned, by anybody (laughs) but you can still play and so you know he had been playing football since he was a kid right like he had been playing since he was you know since they let you play football basically and was even like organizing like youth leagues when he was a kid so he could have a chance to play football uh so the whole thing about a seven-year-old kid teaching him how to play football with like you know whatever mid hot sauce they have at their house like that's not <laughs> what was happening <laughs> you know what i mean he knew how to play and that's probably what he was most pissed off about was like yeah i i was actually very good like he was a top five espn like recruit before he even went to the school you know what i mean so like the idea of him not knowing anything about football is all bullshit mm. the idea of again very random scene right the beginning of the movie mechanic dude brings his son who you never see again for the rest of the film he's not i guess he didn't make the football team i don't really understand what happened because the thing that confuses me the most in the telling of this movie is that so michael orr is in the school right i don't understand who's paying for him to go to school before the two he's come along because he that ain't free and obviously he is not smart enough to go to the school to in, and he's yeah. not on the football team so how is he like how did he get into the school like it's very confusing because they make it seem as if dude the mechanic dude who references big mama who wanted uh <laughs> his her son her grandson to go to you know this school and like play sports because Michael's the dude who just came along. Like, I don't, you know, and he gets kicked off that dude's couch at a certain point. So it's like, is he still paying for you to go to the school, even though you're not on the football team and your grades suck? It's very confusing. So in real life, what happened is that he did go up to the school with with Tony, the mechanic dude, but it was, again, more so along the lines of Tony sounds like, probably you know there's a number of these dudes probably in like aau sports programs who's like sure. yo i got a kid for you <laughs> you give me a little something on the back end and i'll deliver him to the school right so that was kind of it seemed like it was this situation and they should have just said that that's ain't nothing wrong with saying that 
I, you know, they tried to make it. A, it's a Christian drama. Uh, so, Emphasis so on drama. He, he, like. Yeah. <laughs> but he was living with a bunch of other people before the Tuies. Like he was being fostered by other people and like taken in by other people at the school, like sleeping on their couches and like doing all that stuff. He did like raise his GPA and like was being tutored by the woman that Kathy Bates was playing. And like, was studying like 20 hours a week and like basically by the end of his time there like had a 3.6 gpa so like going from a 0.6 to a 3.6 is like that's a lot yeah and it's and it's crazy too because we all know in schools like this if you're really good at sports the teachers aren't like oh man you know but he didn't really do the test or like he didn't really you know, answer the questions. It's like, mm. I'm going to grade this on a curve. And like, yeah. oh, you need X amount to play. Like, I'm just going to give you a little bit more here. So like the fact yeah. that the teachers are like, I can't, you giving them the test orally, like that's crazy. It's like, no, they would have been like, all right, what what do we have to do to get you on the football field? Right, <laughs> <Whatever> <laughs> right, right, right. So Michael Orr basically has come out and said, like, look, man, like I was a kid from a bad situation, you know, like there's a real fucked up Pierce Morgan interview that he did where Pierce Morgan is like, but your mom's a crackhead, right? Like that bitch was on drugs. Like she, you hate her, right? You really don't like your mom. And like the whole time he's just like, no, I love my mom. (laughs) She was a victim of the war on drugs and like got hooked on crack when crack was popping off. That's not really her fault. And like, yo, how does Pierce Morgan like still got like a, clean face you know like no I, scar on his face I don't like know, dog. from a random black person knowing he's full trash and not punching him on the street i was yeah. i was the whole time i was like he's gonna choke this man right like he's <laughs> talking spicy about his mom who they never they you know they never really reconciled right like right he has tried to reach out to talk her about nobody's mom like that like no right because he's if like I he talk was... about Pierce morgan's mom like your mom is a hoe i might you know like we might get into a fight like that's crazy mm. I don't think he's gonna do shit. He yeah, don't he ain't want gonna smoke. do nothing. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Michael Orr is like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like I I did that, you know, and that like that's what he took the most offense about with the movie was like I but I did all that shit. Like, you know, yes, they provided me the opportunity. Yes, they like paid for all that stuff, but like I I did it. I studied, you know what I mean? I got my grades up. I'm the one who's great at football, you know what I mean? Like I did all this stuff. And he's very complimentary of them and he has nothing bad to say about the Tuies and like, you know, they've got one of those. It's like, I forget if it's Thanksgiving or Christmas, but like that viral story about the woman who texted the wrong person. It's Thanksgiving. Like some black guy. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, oh, I'll come over. You know what I mean? And like, they're still friends and they do, they do Thanksgiving every year. Like, it's one of those stories where it's just like, all right, like, I don't know if that has anything to really say about race in america but it's <laughs> nice that that happens you know what i mean it's nice right. that they're friends or whatever and so this is kind of like it's i guess it's nice that they you know did what they did for him but you know his whole deal is like because he wrote a book like he wrote a book two years after the movie came out that was like no nah, this is bullshit like let me clear the record because y'all were basically lying on me for the whole time <laughs> don't, like, don't be lying on me like that yeah no 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 <laughs> the the <laughs> the 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 title of the book should have been. Why the fuck you lying? <laughs> Why you always lying? <laughs> oh my god! Stop fucking lying. Because that's how he feels. He's just like y'all made up a bunch of shit for a movie. Again, if you listen to Michael Orr talk, dude is from the South. 
he's got a real thick southern accent so like the fact that the dude that played him was was like talking in a real meek you know kind of like oh you know thanks miss Tui, you know <laughs> you know and, and instead of like a uh 18 year old black kid from the south with a bass in his voice which would have scared everybody <laughs> right. like that's what michael orr sounds like you know so he, he sounds like like eight ball <laughs> right <laughs> and, uh-huh. and they did they, they didn't want that in the movie <laughs> so there's all that like the twoies themselves have come out and, and cleared up a lot of stuff too because they were like yeah you know like we didn't take him in right away you know like we did see him when we were driving down the road and we did give him a ride back to the bus stop but it wasn't you know until like a few months later that like we brought him into our home and it wasn't you know, until a long time after that, that like we really like decided that we're going to go through and like make him a legal part of our family and like all that stuff. So they've been very upfront to their credit about like, yeah, you know, a lot of that is sensationalized and made up. And like, we love Michael. I mean, you look at the real life Luann Tui, she loves the attention. She loves that Sandra Bullock played her in a movie. She, sure she does. you know, is, is really playing that up. They, they wrote a book. You know, they right. started a foundation. They've done a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Like they said they people, were going to start a charity in the movie. Like, here, yeah, here we are. They, like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like they uh, are, you know, because this is us also has a, a black white adoption story. So like a lot of people link that show to the blind side and the two E's and like they still get brought up all the time with that. But, you know, it's very interesting to see and hear from Michael Orr because like he really has no patience for this movie like people keep asking about it well until like he went to another super bowl you know what i mean like 2015 16 with the panthers and like people were still asking him about the movie and he was like uh-huh. basically like shut the fuck up about because like i've done look at all the shit i've done since the movie came out you know what i mean like that's yes my life and like a part of my story but definitely not the defining the entirety of it yeah right yeah and so you know that's that's part of the insidious parts of these movies is that now that is his story his story is the blind side when people think about michael or they think about the blind side because they're not going to read his book and they're not going to watch interviews with him and they're not going to really do any real research beyond that to learn anything about his life since then because the blind side such a nice story and it makes me feel good that these white people did this nice thing for this poor black kid so i'm just gonna not go even further than that to like a risk mm-hmm. tarnishing that idea right so like he mm-hmm. gets saddled with this for the rest of his life because everybody's gonna be like blindside you know michael Orr, we love you and he's like <laughs> and then he opens his mouth and they're like "Ooh, you're kind of scary you're not like whoa, the movie <laughs> yeah, whoa, whoa, back up, back up. yeah he's just kind of like gnashing his teeth like yeah, yeah. Say, say it one more time like, <laughs> you know what I mean? say it again say it again <laughs> so damn poor guy <laughs> some some interesting trivia coming out of this movie um every college football coach in this movie is a piece of shit you know what i mean like you Mm. see them all and they're all trash nick saban trash and we all know this Mm. but let me read you some other things because you got lou holtz in this movie presidential medal of honor winner lou holtz from president trump right who (laughs) gave him all the honors because he came out and said this (laughs) at a republican convention this is he's talking about immigrants. I don't want to become you. I don't want to speak your language. I don't want to celebrate your holidays and I sure as hell don't want to cheer for your soccer team. Woo. So that's the man in this movie 
who's getting primetime coverage, right? Uh, then you've got the coach of Ole Miss at the time, Ed Ogeron, who went on to become the coach of LSU, who did this. He was at a gas station, and he saw a woman who pulled up wearing exercise attire. And he looked at her, and he said, hey, you look like you work out. He made multiple passes at her and then said, we could work out together. The woman informed Orgeron that she was married and pregnant, to which he responded, why does that matter? Uh-uh. Your boy is just... <sighs> then there were multiple wow. stories about him bringing <laughs> random women to the practices and like their kids just running around and like players having to like babysit them and like watch after them while he was basically macking on random women when he should have been coaching the team. Uh, but, so he's not coaching that team anymore. But, but he cheered on a black guy once, so it's all good, right? Yeah, right? He, he had this black guy on his team, so you know, like don't don't think about it. Uh, so there's there's a bunch of stuff like that where you just look at the people in this movie and you're just like, y'all are wild as shit. Uh, all I want is like a bare minimum job in this world. Yeah. Like you know, I don't even want like <laughs> I don't want to be like the head of a organism foundation or whatever yeah. or movie studio. I just want like I just want a nice little cozy writer's gig or whatever and these people who just got like just got everything you, you got to be a wild boy that seems you, to be the uh yeah, i guess so. i'm gonna just talk, start talking spicy yeah. i'm gonna just be you like yo, go out here you ugly you stupid yeah. all you were yeah. dumb uh just say wild sexual things about people yeah. to their faces like that's the key to success apparently i forgot yeah that. you gotta you gotta invent raycon Cameron, yeah. I think that's what you're, you're missing I don't out care. <laughs> I just that's the energy. That's yeah. the energy yeah. I come with. I don't care. And you gotta and you gotta figure out a way to not sound like LeVar Ball when you do it, because he's already got most of that yeah. covered. So <laughs> you gotta, you gotta... Last thing from this section that is interesting to note, and this is a whole other podcast and a whole other conversation, a whole other lot of stuff to talk about. But the year after this movie comes out, 2010, Sandra Bullock adopts a black child. And then uh, 2015, she adopts another black child. So Sandra Bullock has two black children. I forgot about In this. real life. Damn. <laughs> I did not know this. So yeah. I might as well pass out right You're now. You're unlocking <laughs> memories in my brain right now. This is crazy. So <laughs> it's unclear. She has said that Hurricane Katrina was the thing that made her want to adopt. Like she saw the kids on TV. It was like you know, one of those kids is my kid. Like I'm going to adopt one of those kids. Um, I said, I want one. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. She, it's complicated. Cause she seems to be very genuine. And like, you know, she did a whole thing on red table talk where she was talking about being a, a white woman, raising black children and, you know, all this stuff. So, you know, I'm not going to get on her too much. Cause she seems to have the right intentions in mind, but she said some things and I'm kind of like, Okay. Uh, I hope there's some black people around to also be in these kids' lives because, I mean, she seems like she parents a lot on fear. Uh, you know, she's talked a lot about just fearing for her children when they're out in the world and, like, mm. how scary it is. And, you know, it is a true thing that when they see your kid out in the world, they're not going to see Sandra Bullock. They're going to see a black uh, a black man walking around and, like, you know, whatever whatever protection you give him as rich, famous white woman, like, that's not going to extend to him. That Oscar won't keep him out of jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, yeah, yeah. right, so, right. Um, you know, like it is, it is just interesting to note that you know she subsequently did like say I, I'm gonna adapt 
two black children, you know, after making this movie where I play a woman who adopts a black child. Doubling down. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's think about how to remake this movie. Because I, I do have, think I'll that have no th- career. I will have no career after this. <laughs> I, this is the one that will like, literally <laughs> sink me. Well, you know, like you said, if they make Blonde Side 2. That's right. Uh, you can be, you can be, you can be the guy who turns up the stereo as uh, <laughs> just, just pout, just pout, just get my pout yeah, ready. As as Ray J threatens, uh, whatever <laughs> the lead of the movie. Yo, break his glasses right now! <laughs> break his glasses right now! You know, and yes, then yeah, yes, yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. you timidly step on them and they mm-hmm. they crack. They crack. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> It is always kind of tricky because we are very much so equivalating your ability to play a sport with your value to society, specifically white society. Like there's a whole, again, that's a whole other podcast and conversation about black people in sports and kind of how that will either raise your stock or lower your stock, you know, depending Mm -hmm. on how valuable you are as an athlete. And again, really the message of this movie is if you're good at sports, a white person might just come up out of nowhere and scoop you up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or 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 if you're big enough to look like you're good at sports. Right. Because like if you might be good at sports. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, like his whole thing is like he doesn't like he didn't even know what a football was. Like he just kind of yeah. like <laughs> like 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 he was built like a linebacker. So they were like, Oh, you're a linebacker. All right, cool. Like yeah. on some bullshit. But they didn't know He's about like, his like, protective sure. instinct. Right. You know, 98th percentile. They should have known <laughs> which, how that how that works. Which is out. what which is what makes every football player ever. Right. Apparently, yeah. protective instincts. Yeah. Like, what the? F- this right. movie is so crazy. So, like, I again, I don't know what that means or where that's measured or what aptitude test you're taking that measures your protective instinct. I have never been measured for my protective instincts. <laughs> I no do. one has ever tested yeah. me for that shit ever. Because I don't even know what I. I would love to know what that test entails because it sounds wild. Uh- <laughs> when I took when I took the SATs, they were not worried about possibilities of me like saving white children from imminent danger (laughs) right hell no but yeah dylan do you do you have any thoughts about how you might remake the blonde side to be uh not not such a white savior film so um just make the movie about michael Orr. like just go into his story and kind of like just like go back to him as a child and mm-hmm. just like just, just just give him more of a personality make him a person give him some other interests like that aren't like directly related to just like football and just like being a poor black kid who gets picked up by a white family type shit like just yeah. like like it like i could really see i could really see it just be still being some like mid-tier like this football player has a kind of cool story let's make this movie and just like focus on his life uh maybe have the twoies around like to be like yes like they took him in for a period of time and they helped him get his thing up but like this guy went on to be in multiple super bowls and like just make the movie a like just make him the main character of the movie like you could have the twoies be in the movie but they need to you just really need to change it up and just make them not like the main the main thrust of the film like why 
or I mean, like we know why they did it, but like it's just yeah, <laughs> it, it, it would it would be it would be so easy to make this like a I don't know why the Ray Charles movie is coming to mind, but just like something like that because like it's because like to me like the Ray Charles movie, the Jamie Fox one from two thousand four, like mm-hmm. he's just like it go like it examines mm. so many different aspects of his life in so many like different ways where it's like you know sometimes he's on drugs sometimes he's cheating sometimes uh, sometimes he's cheating on his wife and walking out of his family sometimes he's mm. being a civil rights icon sometimes he's recording right. hits that are selling fucking 60 million records like you know like, it really showed every single side of ray charles as opposed to You're the right. as opposed to the blind side where it's just like oh yeah like we just we just like picked up this darky and now he's a football player like we made him a football <laughs> yeah. player like not even like we right. picked up this football mm. player we picked up this black kid and made him a football player and like bam mm-hmm. now we're here you know it, it would just it really just like just just make the movie about him like and call it and call it something better than the blind side like call, I, hmm. I, I don't know i don't know what you would call it like maybe maybe like for better or for worse or some shit i don't know oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yes please yeah. let's do that you, gotta get, you don't have to ask me because it's not gonna get better than that <laughs> <laughs> because if you call it that it's destined for tv or netflix you know that's, that, that's for sure it. yeah. like, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's not it's not going anywhere else <laughs> for better or for worse oh my god Sorry. They gotta stop playing. They gotta stop that. playing. With it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cameron, can you? On it. No, can I you can't do better. No? I okay. can't. I'm not gonna try. <laughs> Make for better or for worse. I would. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I, I, a thousand percent agree with that. I mean, when you yeah. hear about, you know, his real life story and all the things that he did, like he was a. It's it's yes follows a lot of the same kind of predictable, you know, routes that you would think in terms of like, you know, overcoming the adversity of, you know, the hood and traumatic events and all that stuff, which isn't to be downplayed because that is, you know, like serious issues and stuff. But like, Mm. I get very slightly what they were trying to say at the end with that obituary montage where it's like, yes, there are a lot of kids out here that have a similar story to Michael Orr and could also be you know great whatever but like we were saying before could also just live right like they could also just be black and live and, and not have to like deal with yeah. you know what i mean like that was the thing that struck me the most i was like what you're basically telling me is the saddest thing is that they never had a chance to live out their dreams of being professional athletes and i was like the saddest thing is that they're dead <laughs> like... <laughs> you know I mean? like that's the problem is that they died you know not that they didn't get to go to the nba you know so that they didn't make it in life right you know like that's the bigger problem and like those bigger problems contend with a lot of societal systemic issues but sure the two is can be a part of this movie like they don't have to be completely taken out of the whole thing because they did play a role in his life you know like the money definitely helps you know and they were loving members of a family right obviously the overall issue is you know not necessarily that they're white people but in terms of like the things that you have to unlearn as a white person to be able to 
critically look at this person's life because that was the thing that they didn't really address in any way is like he's got that weird poem that i don't even know if he really wrote in real life oh about, man the poem you know, the white walls I, I see white walls and white people and white you know <laughs> <That's the shit. laughs> you know and it's like My- but i'm sure he probably did feel that way and that you know it's not uncommon you hear it a lot actually is like a lot of people from those neighborhoods is like yeah i didn't meet a white person until i went to college you know what I mean? Like, I didn't talk to a white person until, like, I mean, you know, like, real. for that's, real. You know what I mean? Real. Like, white people spoke to me, but I didn't talk to a right. white person until, like, yeah. you know, I had I was working with them or, you know, right. something like that. Like, they just, they, they didn't come to my neighborhood. And, like, I had no reason to interact with them. Like, there's a scene, and I think this is, this, this is the crux of the whole movie that they just didn't understand. There's a scene, the first night where he's sleeping over, Luann is upstairs, and she's like do we make a big mistake? Like, is he going to steal all our stuff? And like, you know, like right. run out the house, yeah. you know, and then uh, in the morning she makes a joke about, well, call the insurance adjuster. You know, I'm going to go downstairs and like, you know, see what's missing. And of course it's Michael that's missing because he left. Uh, and of course he folded the clothes, you know, the, the bedding before he left. Yeah. I was going to say that he's an exceptional Negro because he like folds his clothes. Like yeah. she looked at it. She was like, Oh my God. <laughs> he would not have made it five steps out of that house before the police were called. Like there's no way that large, that large black kid walks out of that house wearing the clothes that he's wearing and somebody, there's not a nosy neighbor. There's not just a a general patrol, like going through the neighborhood. That's not like, Oh yeah. Where do you don't live here? So how did you get here? We're like, what are you doing here? Like he's not getting out of that house. Cause I think his plan was to walk home. But like he ain't getting out the neighborhood, you know right, what I mean? Like right, he's right. not, you know, and like, but they didn't really play it like that. And I think that's a big part of the move is that yeah. you know he is growing up in the South, and no, the South itself is not inherently racist, but the South itself does have a lot of inherently racist things built into the culture. And so, yes, you're going to a school. I don't know about this school. The other thing is like, that's not the real school that he went to because the real school that he went to didn't want their name associated with the movie Mm. because they thought that people would think that they were racist. Um, So, (laughs) but you know, like a lot of the schools that you go to, you know, are named after like, like Confederate soldiers and like, you know, you're, you're walking around and there's just like Confederate flags everywhere. It's like, you know, like you might not be experiencing the explicit kind of racism of like, you know, somebody calling you a nigger, but you are experiencing the everyday constant racism of being either completely erased, you know what I mean? Like in, in the history that you're living or the everyday racism of like being an invisible like a constant reminder, like a constant yeah. reminder of the life that, used to be normal here right and you're you're it an inconvenience normalized. yes yeah you're an inconvenience to everybody because you exist you're like you're or as you're, that racist ass senator said like you know you should be in the conference right you know, you know like I mean? mad people who still feel like that right so the fact i mean the fact that he goes through this whole movie and like 
no, I don't need people calling him a nigger every five minutes, and I don't need you know all that stuff like the ex- yeah. explicit racism in your face. But like he, the idea, he, got, he honestly experienced diet racism in this movie, yeah. and well, he got kicked in the face for real. He like, experienced diet racism, he still got and, kicked in the face. Well, because the thing about it is, all the racism in the movie is directed at and then deflected by the white people in the movie. Right. right? So right, there's always right. white people talking to another white person talking about Michael, and then the good white people get to like clap back and like defend him. But like, there's never a moment where somebody says something racist to Michael. And then he gets to, again, not tell them to shut the fuck up maybe, but like definitely like, yeah, stand up for himself or get, we get to know how that makes him feel. Like he doesn't feel anything unless it's pertinent to Luann or something. Right. Exactly. He's just kind of, that's like what I was saying before about him. Just like not having a personality. It's not even that he doesn't have a personality. It's almost like he doesn't have a soul. It's like he's yeah. a robot, or like, or, or or like he's like a service animal, which you know, animal, right. you know, like a service animal is probably they probably have souls, but like just like it's like, <laughs> it, just, like just 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 it it just it just feels like he, he's just there for everybody else's benefit and not his own, and he's not like mm-hmm. his own thing, yeah. and that makes no. him a cipher to me, like. Yeah, nobody cares about him. He's got no black friends. He doesn't talk to any other black people, right? Like, uh, you know that. Well, the, he talks to the mean black lady at the NCAA. And then, like, he shares a knowing look with the one black woman at the laundromat. And then I don't think he talks to another black person for the rest of the movie. Well, he talks to, yeah, he talks to T-Dog and, you know, those people. He randomly meets his brother at a restaurant because he's a waiter there. Oh, yeah, I forgot that shit. Right, holy shit. There's that scene, and then there's the scene randomly where, like, the detective comes and tells him that his dad died because he jumped off a bridge. Allegedly. We don't know what happened yet. The scene scene with his brother, actually, they go outside the restaurant, and then Mike turns around, and he sees the guy, like, the busing his table that he just sat at. And the second he turned around and had that look, I was like, he gonna say that's his brother later. Right. I didn't, it didn't even take, like, two plus two. I was just like... This is going to be some bullshit. He's going to yeah. literally, they're going to cut to the car and he's going to be like, who was that, Michael? That was my brother. No. Like, and it literally played out in front of my face and almost threw the whole TV out the window. Like, When I was watching it, I was like, I bet they're thinking they all know each other. And then it's like, oh, he literally does. That's literally his brother. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, his it's kin. Just confirming, you know, confirmation bias of like, oh, yeah. Like, no, they literally all, they're probably all related. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah just just do his actual story because it is an incredible story like he should be commended for you know all the things that he did all the work that he put in all the things that he overcame but also you know like uh, i don't want to say don't sensationalize in the sense of like no movies should be sensational sometimes but they should be sensational and we should celebrate greatness but also shouldn't put greatness on such a pedestal that it's like it's that or nothing like either you're great or you're garbage you know what i mean like you can be in between or not be exceptional like we've been saying it doesn't mean that you don't get to live or you don't get to be you know have have a fulfilled life just because you can't you know rap or you know play sports what is it you know jay-z oh we got us uh, sports and entertainment you know yeah. right like that's uh, rapper play basketball you're right. rapper right. go to the so, league yeah on two change yeah like, right yep. so you know like it shouldn't be that and we should have a movie about jerome probably isn't exciting you know what i mean like him just living a regular ass life but like we should also recognize that the some of us just want to live regular ass lives yeah yeah and that's fine 
Yeah. And that is perfectly fine. Right. Well, we need to put this movie on our capacity ranking system. So yeah. we're going we're gonna to break it down for you here, Dylan, and, and give you the three levels of caucasity. Starting off at level one, this is shorts in the winter, right? You're in Jersey. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen this as we speak. It's been a kind of, a, you know, it's kind of up and down, but now we definitely have entered like it's cold. It's cold as shit outside. It's brick. It's brick. You know? I'm feeling <laughs> for real, it right now. For real. So, you know, they're still up to it. I saw somebody in shorts today. And this, again, we're explicitly not talking about you're working out, you're like jogging still weird that you're jogging when it's 30 degrees outside but like you're doing an active thing right where it's like i could see why you might want to wear shorts like we're talking about you're going to the bodega you're on the subway you know what i mean like you're you are living your life in shorts in 30 degree weather birkenstocks and shorts and short pants (laughs) and so this isn't this isn't hurting us right like this isn't actively doing harm to us it's a curious decision. We're wondering about why you're doing it. We're worried about you, but it's not harmful to us. Cameron, what's the second level? The second level of caucasity is this movie is touching my hair. It's probably not asking to touch my hair. It's probably already doing it by the time you've already realized it. Mm-hmm. There's a hand in your hair. Yeah. If you got dreadlocks, you know what to do. Like, you know, people is wild. Yep. You know what to do <laughs> already. Yeah. Just like, can I touch them? Yeah. Already a handful of dreadlocks has touched you right. and invaded your space and created an act of violence upon you, you know, and you're doing your best to keep from extending your own hands, you know? Yeah. Quick, quick yeah. non sequitur question. Like, how often do you think white people with dreadlocks touch black people's, like, black dreadlocks? You know what I mean? Like, are they are they trying to get, like, a like a real comparison of like, <laughs> am I doing this right? You know what I mean? Like, is it like, mine doesn't feel like that. I feel you like, know, or is it, I feel like, a, I feel like a lot of people will, uh, they like to think they don't, but people, people do it. Ha- it, it, it. It's, it's, it's happened to me before. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's happened to me oh, before. Yeah. Like in that particular instance, it's, it's, it's happened a bunch to me, like in general, but mm. like, yeah, it's, it happens. It happens. You yeah. you, you, you mm. got to you got to check some people who think who, who get a little too familiar, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like <laughs> they love so it. That's though. the middle level. They that's love the it. Level. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's the third level? The third level. Uh oh. We got we got a couple of ones that we could throw in here because there's a lot of caucasity that's been bubbling up over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Is it is it your boy Joss Whedon saying all the nuclear things like willingly like nobody like. <laughs> Coax no that out of him. He, he offered that himself. information, <laughs> but with the expectation that he's the victim, right? Like he's right. doing it, like, oh man, like all those things that happened to me, like they happened to me, to me, yeah. It's it's to real me, sad right? what happened to me. I had what to sleep with everybody me? on Buffy because, like, what else was I supposed to do? You know, <laughs> um, you got your boy Mitch McConnell out here like discerning between americans and african americans you said, <laughs> said the quiet part loud the other day uh-huh. yeah. i literally said the the difference between americans and african americans i was like mm. oh. <laughs> and then tried to walk it back but nobody was believing that shit because uh-huh. you know what you said you, you know what you meant uh cameron you sent me one today Oh yeah, this is this isn't even like a whole day old. I think this is uh, like a genre for us too. Yeah, uh, this was the original genre of uh, top level caucasity was white covers of black songs, <laughs> uh, and 
your boy Machine Gun Kelly, aka I am Weed, out here uh, covered <laughs> Frank Ocean's "Swim Good." Yeah, it's on YouTube. You can hear it or not no. if you'd like. Somebody uh-uh. like somebody mm-hmm. cool. engineered that. You know what I mean? Like somebody recorded that. There was a person for in the him, booth, you know, and, like, and said, "Good job," and said, "You got it." I think we got one. You think it was one take, or do you think they did multiple? It was absolutely one take. Absolutely one take. <laughs> I imagine the engineer was like, "I gotta go home." I think it's. Ooh. I imagine. I imagine the engineer was making one of those TikToks where it was like, "I got paid two thousand dollars to record this," and he's just like recording him in the booth. He's just like, he's, <laughs> like I really hope that comes out in like six months. Like, yeah, like I was like Machine Gun Kelly paid me three grand to fucking record this song (laughs) (laughs) oh jesus well it's because it's always it's not just a cover right like it's a complete like different arrangement you know what i mean usually acoustic i mean sadly this this one is like an emo yeah guitar heavy cover of swim good (laughs) you know i mean it's mgk you know what the vibes are you know you know what it is he's he's struggling and it's always weird too when like there's there's reaching right like there's chris martin covering pony which is like yeah. Chris Martin. Yeah. He like he's not a bad singer. Like he's pretty good. He's yeah, not genuine. He's he, not genuine. He, he shouldn't be wins. doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, you know, MGK struggle singer covering Frank Ocean, which is just like you are, and and, and like literally one of Frank's most iconic songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's 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 definitely levels to this. You know, and like you've got a lane and you've, you know, you got good things going for you right now. I don't know how or why, but like ride that out. You know, I'm not hating on you. Like keep yeah, keep you know. keep doing what you're doing, but like don't do that. Don't <laughs> right. <fucking touch laughs> do that. something else. Please, don't touch please, that. please. Uh, so yeah, where do you see the blind side landing on on the Caucasity scale? Ooh, so like I'ma say it's like right between I'm gonna say it's right between white covers of black songs and uh white people touching black people's hair it's 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 like it's like it's like there's enough there's enough that's egregious in there for me to want to push it over the top but Mm -hmm. it like you could tell throughout through thick and thin the movie's heart is in the right place and it's not but but (laughs) but at the same time that could also make it worse, right? Because it's like they're trying mm-hmm. really hard to not be cringe, but it's cringe, and that but makes and that makes it even funnier. So you know what? Fuck it. Let's push this shit all the way. Let's put it. Let's put it. Let's do it. Let's put. Yeah, like especially. No, no, no. Because especially because this guy's whole story got co-opted by this. Fe- yeah, fuck it. We're, yeah. We're, we're we're pushing it all the way. It's a, a, a solid, yeah. a solid, uh, a solid, um, four four Hellman's tubs out of four. How about that? <laughs> no, I'm, no, no, I'm playing. My dad, my my father, my father loves helmets, but still, like we all, we we we, we you know, like it's it's yeah. <laughs> there's a time and place for helmets, though. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. there's and there's a there's an appropriate amount per yes. whatever you're you're eating. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah. People going overboard with that. You know, you know who you are. <laughs> Cam, what what is your ranking for Blindside? Yeah, I think this has got to be MGK thinking he can swim better yeah. than Frank Ocean. Uh, <laughs> this, this is stop. You, stop. You know what? You know what else this is? This is LL Cool J doing accidental racist with Brad Paisley. Thinking, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is um this is a 
um, you forget about the gold chains and I'll forget about the iron chains. This is yeah, this yeah. is that. <laughs> yeah, my sister, my sister put me onto this too. I forgot about it. This is also that that Andre Three Thousand and um, Gwen Stefani song. Um, Which one? Oh yeah, yeah. It's on maybe her best known album on Love Angel Music. Uh, maybe? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I like that album. What are you talking? What? Let me look this up right now. I'm looking at it too. Yeah. If you haven't listened to it, long way to go. Yep, there oh, it is. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, All right. Oh, my God. No, I got to run it. Oh. I got to run it back. Okay, I got to run it back. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That song was wild with a, with a Martin Luther King sample yeah. in it. Oh, oh man, no. You're so right. You're so right, bro. <laughs> All I remember from that album is the singles. All I remember is fucking yeah. Gwen Stefani yeah, and Eve doing Rich Girl. and um, mm-hmm. Yo, Cool is a gem. Cool is cool. like a all-timer as far as i'm cool concerned cool is tight but... and so is um so is the song that samples fucking um the song that big that the song that um big papa sampled i forget the i forget the mm. song that's curious oh luxurious yeah, luxurious, luxurious. Yeah. luxurious. Yeah. that shit, that shit luxurious is luxurious is a bop bro. that shit is crazy yeah. Yeah. oh man but not, you know it's not a bop sampling mlk <laughs> no bro not that <laughs> not that oh yeah. man yeah you know it's not a bop the blind side <laughs> yeah i i also have to go to the third level of caucasity with this one it's just yeah man like we say all the time these are not good movies yeah. you know first and foremost so the fact that not only it made 300 something million dollars million the dollars. fact that it was nominated for best picture and then Ugh. subsequently they changed the rules because <laughs> people because are like, nah, was so we bad. can't do that again. <laughs> the, even the Academy was like, oh, we fucked up. Yeah, yeah, we're no, sorry. Okay. Yeah. We can't doing that. The fact that Sandra Bullock, who, look, Sandra Bullock is yes. a great actress. Yeah, She's very I'm enjoyable. I like her in a lot of things. You know what I mean? Miss Congeniality like, movie, was fire. I love that movie. Yeah. Right. And yes. she's still doing great work. Like, she, you know, she hasn't fallen off. But this movie in particular, and, you know, like, I just, it's, and there's Oscar levels to over it. Precious. There's levels to it. There's. <laughs> it's just the fact that you now have two black children, and the movie that you won your Oscar for is The Blind Side. So they're gonna want to yeah. watch it, and then you're gonna have to explain to them all of this. Yeah, <laughs> it's a teachable. It's a teachable moment. It's right. a teachable moment that mommy fucked up and probably should have gone with her gut and kept denying this movie that they kept offering. Three, yeah. three times she said. Right, three times. So, yeah, somebody else could have taken this L, yeah. but like now yeah. this is on your it's resume on you forever, forever right? and, and you have a statue. Uh-huh. Well, one thing I was going to, we need to do two things before we get out of here. Let's do it. Um, because I did want to bring this up. This is a wild... <laughs> Please look this. Just just put this in your Google search uh, when you get a chance. There's a wild article that I found from ABC News that's titled "Why Some Blacks Prefer Blindside to Precious." What? Which is <laughs> all about the controversy surrounding Precious. How people thought it was just like torture porn in the sense of like it's showing us our worst and our lowest and like it shouldn't represent us and the fact that it you know got all this attention and all these awards like not some blacks step back for the culture some blacks some blacks (laughs) and yeah it's got a lot of black critics who are like oh my god you know and a lot of the a lot of the reasoning is like oh i didn't see the blind side but like you know, oh. I've heard from others or like, you know, it can't be as bad as this. 
And so, you know, there's a lot of like torch care. And again, like these movies came out in the same year. Right. And it is very interesting to kind of mark the trajectory of everybody involved in both movies because like mm. some people went in very different directions. Oh, uh, some people never got higher than, than, you know, either precious or the blind side. Uh, some it. people definitely like turned the L into a W and, and, and came up off of it. So uh, that's just, a, that's an interesting thing to think about. Uh, let's also play, play our new game, which is guess what this movie got. Right, we're gonna go through oh, yeah, IMDb, yeah. Amazon, and uh, Rotten Tomatoes and see if we could get the guesses of what these movies got. Please, on I actually saw the Amazon score. So okay, well, you already know though. I mean, it's I not that a, one. It's not a guess. Uh, so with the Blind Side on IMDb, how many stars do you think it got? Three point four. Hmm. I'm gonna go with five. Got a seven point six. Get the fuck oh right, because it's out of ten. It's out of ten. My fault. Yeah, nah. Yeah. Okay, I forgot. Out of three hundred and seventeen reviews, I got a seven point six out of ten. Yeah. So. Right. So yeah, uh, that, that, yeah. Like, like, because like I was thinking about it in terms of out of five, so it bumped me up to like the seven area where you were at, because that's what I was. Okay. Thinking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Damn. What about on Amazon? Yeah, Amazon. I got. Uh. Okay, before I guess, Amazon is out of five. It has, it is Amazon out of five. is out of five. Okay, okay, so that, so that's like a three point four, a three point seven. Let's say three point seven. We go. I'm going with a four and a half. Wow. I'm gonna tell you, it's a five, baby. Five wow. stars on Amazon. Wow. They love the Blind Side, baby. It's got all the moral mm. Christian values that you mm. you want out of a movie, mm. bringing people together. This is a consensus on Amazon. Uh-uh. What about Sweet. on uh on Rotten Tomatoes? A ninety-two percent. Mm. I'm gonna say it's fresh. I'm gonna say it's fresh for sure. I'm gonna go with a seventy-five. Yeah, it's definitely fresh. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely fresh. Yeah, uh, it is. It's got a sixty-six percent. Really? Um, mm. Yeah. There's a lot of reviews that are just kind of like the first one on it. When you go down, uh, is a rotten one. It says this is a horrid film, and I hated it. Well, I suppose <laughs> you can't argue with a true story. Yeah. You could always argue with the way it's told. This is, <laughs> this is a horrid film and i hated it yeah uh, not, horrid is correct fire. it's weird because when you go through there's a lot of uk reviews and like i guess the uk didn't fuck with the blind side because <laughs> there's a lot of people just trash at this movie Mm-mm. so i guess points to them um sure for but the it first did, time ever <laughs> but it did receive the rare a plus audience score whatever when the movie came out so whatever nothing means anything very quickly, are there any movies that you guys would recommend instead? Any movie. <laughs> yeah. Watch I, anything else. I, like, like, honestly, go watch Remember the Titans or some shit. Mm. Like, yeah. Go, yeah like, Boom. Go watch Remember the Titans. Go watch Drumline. Go watch fucking <laughs> goddamn. Uh, oh, even, go even, watch Lottery Ticket. Go watch Lottery Ticket. Because even, <laughs> even, even though the coach that Denzel played in Remember the Titans turned out to also kind of be a piece of shit, not in, not yeah, in the same yeah. way as the other people, but be- right. much 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 better movie and uh what else go watch hard go, go, watch, go watch hardcore henry anybody here see hardcore henry go 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 watch hardcore no. henry yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> okay okay <laughs> i'll throw this out there it is it's an interesting movie to watch and it's not exactly this movie and it is a movie that we might actually do on here camera <laughs> 
because <laughs> uh, there's there's stuff about it that I'm still kind of like mm, I don't know about that. It's called Undefeated. Going on in the show. It's a documentary, uh, and it's about this football team also in in Memphis that you know is basically just has all losing seasons. I think they you know lost every game one season, and a coach <laughs> comes in and like turns them around. But I mean, obviously, it's a white coach. And, <laughs> but the thing so about it, movie again. Yeah. but the thing Damn. about it is that they actually do give time to the kids and actually portray the kids as real kids. Human you know people. I mean? Yeah. So like there's some of the <laughs> kids who like airbags. Yeah. Some of the kids, like there's one kid that like keeps walking off the team and like, it's just like, I don't fuck with this. Like, you know, I don't like the way that you're treating me or like, I got other shit that I need to do. And, you know, by the end of the movie, he turns around and he like makes a, big speech to the team about how they're his family and he loves them and like you know all this stuff but it is a more genuine look at it because it does directly tie into like you know these kids are you know they're black and they're you know in memphis and like shit is real and so yeah. like they're not shying away from any of that right but i think i think we did it you know we we <laughs> we got into this blindside bullshit i'm glad that we got a chance to talk about this movie because it is a movie that even though I had seen it, like you, Dylan, like I blocked out so much of it that when I was watching it, I was just like, what the, f-? like, I chose to watch this at one point in my life. <laughs> yo, I gotta, I gotta smoke a joint and get this thing out of my brain. Right. Yo. Like, yeah. Oh, sorry. Also, I just, I, I keep, I kept on forgetting that it was a movie that took place in Memphis. Like another thing people should like, just go watch fucking like you remember the scene in Jackass Two where they had where where they had three six mafia make Dave England eat horse shit? Yeah, go watch that. Yes, like just go watch like like <laughs> like the clip is on YouTube. Go watch that. It's 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 yeah. comedy gold. Go and and then, yeah, and, then and then make them watch it down with a forty, you know, to bring yeah. bring it full yeah. circle. Yeah. <laughs> go watch that. Just shit. just go watch the uh, the three six mafia Ryan Spinner's video. Yeah. Like that's a better you have a better time. Yeah. You know what I mean? You better. get to watch Country Black Dance. Like that's that's all you need. Let's go. These are all great <laughs> recommendations. <laughs> Glad we brought it back full circle. Let's go, man. <laughs> but don't tell everybody what you got coming out. So uh in the next couple of weeks, um, I'll have written by this coming Sunday, I'll have written a Sunday review about Little Brothers the Listening for Pitchfork. Really big, Woo. really big, important album, especially considering that they got the rights back from their old label. Mm-hmm. Fuck Ben Nickelberry Jr. Um, yep. And yeah, so I'm doing that. Uh, I think by I think by tomorrow, honestly, I'll have um, I'm, I, I got to interview the uh, the great elusive Makami. He blessed me with uh, some time to talk on the phone for about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, cool. so, so that's coming out on Pitchfork as well. Uh, what else? What else am I doing? Um, I, you know, um, like Jordan was saying before, I host the Real Notes podcast, um, talking about rap and film, uh, bullshit yep. about Spy Kids and a bunch of other fun <laughs> stuff. Like just, you know, just like mm-hmm, rap and mm-hmm. film, basic, you know, like not very, not very different from this type of shit, which was super great. And I really appreciate y'all having me on. <laughs> and uh, of I also, I also just made the best fried chicken I've ever made in my entire life tonight. Oh boy. So um, I'm not going to be able to Plug share that. that with y'all just yet. But um, I I will find the recipe and send it to everybody because people have already been I, like I was checking my yes. Instagram DMs. People were already like, "Where's where's the recipe?" I'm like, "I'm it's 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 we gotta it's we gotta we gotta drop it on the Twitter. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll yeah, make it yeah, happen. We'll, we'll, we'll make it happen." That. Yeah, 
Um, and tell people where they can find you on, on social media too. So I'm at, um, I'm at Cinemasai. That's C-I-N-E-M-A-S-A-I underscore on Twitter. I'm at Cinemasai on Instagram. I'm at Cinemasai on Letterboxd. And you can find Real Notes pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Spotify, Apple, Deezer. Um, it's on YouTube. It's on Audio Mac. You but like just type in Real Notes, R-E-E-L-N-O-T-E-S. It's everywhere. Dope. That's it. Very cool. Uh, Cam, what about you? What you got going on? Uh, man, I got I got some commercials about to drop. Nice. So watch YouTube and you might see me. Hell yes. In, <laughs> in like two, three months. So yep. um, literally I got an early morning tomorrow. So <laughs> yeah, we, we shooting tomorrow. So it's, it's popping. We getting it popping. Nice. Uh, uh, and oh, it's social media. Find me yeah. the the Blipster eleven thirty eight. Nice. Let's get it. Hell yes. And I'm Jordan Clark. You can find me on Twitter at jr sosa eighteen jr sosa one eight. Um, I got stuff that I want to talk about, but I can't talk about because I signed contracts to <laughs> talk about. <laughs> but that's lovely. That's lovely. Uh, but but comic stuff should be coming soon. So we'll we'll throw all that stuff out there to promote it. But if you want to get at us on social media, we're at white underscore pod on twitter you can also write to us at white people won't save you pod at gmail.com uh if you want to send us some some spicy takes i'm still waiting cam one day white people are going to figure out that this is happening that this is happening <laughs> they, they're going to come and find us man you know the, the, the blacks have been beating behind our back and we uh i want the smoke <laughs> i want the smoke so you know we'll we'll see what that's like when that happens but yeah feel free to write to us uh send us your thoughts on this movie and any other movie that we talked about so far you know we still got live show stuff in the works planning that out so you know hopefully that's coming later this year and yeah give us you know all the things that you do with their podcasts on whatever platform you know rate review subscribe all that good stuff and uh We'll get at you next week with some more of this uh, white white madness, this caucasity, which is never <laughs> ending. <laughs> never ending. Zero Peace. salt packs out of four. There you go. <laughs> That's how we're ending this. <laughs>